you from on the street. Evanston, Richard, you're from Evanston. No, you're not from Chicago, where, where, so I'm where, telling you, you, you provide information and you don't even know the you don't even know the we live? Yep, yep, yep. You yep. live? Yeah. All right, cool. Good morning, everyone. This is the That's That Shit I Don't Like podcast. I'm Aaron Deal, your host. Aaron Deal, wow. I'm Aaron Deal, your host, and I'm with my co-host, Patrick Deal. What it do? How's it going? I'm going... Uh, I'm going places. I'm doing well. I'm doing well, actually. Um, I'm always doing good. You're wearing, you're you're wearing a wave cap today. What? What's that about? Uh, I'm trying to get my waves in, nigga. That's what it is. I actually don't. So I started, my hair is growing out because um, I'm actually, I have to cut it Wednesday, but I had to get a lining today, uh, yesterday because me and my, uh, my wife went out on this couples kind of thing, night that we had. And so. Oh, like date night? Yeah. And it was actually pretty cool. We saw Almost Christmas in this theater. It was actually quite shockingly good. I almost feel bad for Monique because she was really good in that. And I think that was the last movie she did before all of the Netflix fiasco yeah. shit. So um, other than that, though, um, because my hair is kind of out, I figured I can try out the waves thing just for a couple of days. And it's working out. So okay. don't hate. Appreciate. No, no, no. That's that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how about you? How, how, are you? how was your night last night? It was good. You know, I had, I had fun. Uh, watched Crooklyn for the first time. I had some really good good pizza with with one of my friends. Yeah, it was good. A uh, Crooklyn is it's the first time I've seen it. I was I was telling my friend I was like, uh, yeah, this is the only black film I have not seen. Like out of all the black films, like all the black classics, Crooklyn is the only one. Yeah, I, I think not seen. yeah, I probably lost black points too. I haven't seen Crooklyn. Either. Yeah, like like that's like the one the only Spike Lee joints for whatever reason. It just never came on either the TV or or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give me one second. No, it's fine. But yeah, uh, Crooklyn was one of those. Uh, it's one of the first films where, uh, from my understanding, it's one of the first films where it's just showing African Americans not being like this the stereotype. Like is it a you, is it a comedy or no? It's just like a it's like it's just a drama. It's I would say it's more. Along the lines of a dramedy, because it's kind of funny, mm. but at the same time, it's more of a drama though. But it's really, it's, I would say it's just a drama, but it's really good though. Uh, okay. It's just showing an, uh, a black family in Brooklyn just living their lives. It's not about necessarily anything, and just showing the ups and downs of just a family living in Brooklyn, right? Interesting. Yeah, it's, it was really good. Like what made me want to watch it is because, oh, dude, who plays the dad? He was in. Uh, he was in um, what movie was he in that I that I saw him in? Look it up. He was in the the he he was in that movie. He was in that film, uh, uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Right? Yeah, he was in Gone in sixty Nicholas seconds. The Cage? black dude. <laughs> no, 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 the black dude in Gone in sixty seconds. Uh, uh, uh I forget his. I always forget. Bing his Rams name. or um, I always forget his name. Uh, I, I'm gonna pull kill, him up right uh, 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 the, the, uh, I know. I know you're talking about. I know his face. I know his face. Um, Delroy. Delroy uh, Lindo. Yeah, I think that's his name. Delroy Lindo. Yeah, yeah, Delroy Lindo. Yeah, yeah. that that that's him. Yeah. yeah. So he, Alex he was actually in uh, his uh, Spike Lee's latest, uh, The Five Blood. That's actually really good. On okay. Uh, but go on. Oh, so okay. So he's in there. But, yeah. So it was really good. And then the mom is uh, Al- Alfred Woodward. 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 
Yeah. Oh, Alfie. Alfie Woodward. Oh, yeah. really? So she's the mom. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really good, and it, and it. Spike Lee does a really good job at when he's transitioning through oh scenes. God. He'll like get not only get the perfect music, but he's good at like when when the characters are, are in an environment where they may not feel as comfortable. He'll like make the he'll make like the the visuals very like just different, so you can know like. You could kind of get like, all right, this character obviously may not feel as comfortable because of why would you shrink the screen right now? You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Like he'll literally shrink the screen of the film. Like, <laughs> like they'll be like shrunk. Oh, on the, you know what I'm saying? Think, like, yeah, yeah. He so kinda, he has that style. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. and, but it was really good though. I actually really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. I would definitely watch it again. Um, okay. So it was like a little date thing you you had with somebody or. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you call it. Yeah, it was okay. like a little date. Yeah, okay. but it was it was cool though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Crooklyn, cool. I, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, I ate that pizza. I'll probably check it out since I'm late to the party. Yeah. Day. I yeah. The only films I've seen with Spike Lee, I just that one film that 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 takes place in college. I always forget what it's called. With Omar oh, Epps. the uh, uh um. The I've only seen half of. Oh, that. I was about to say high learning. That's not. That's the wrong one. Yeah, uh, I've only seen half of it. I've seen all of do do the right thing because you you recorded that when we were kids growing yeah, up. Yeah, um, yeah. Now I don't know. <laughs> I'm losing the title. I know what you're talking about. It, it has. And I've a, seen Chirac. It's, it's got Gina in there. It's got Lawrence Fishburne in there. It um, is called. Uh, I'm losing it. No, it's gonna come. It's gonna. It's gonna come to me. Yeah, it always usually does. It's uh, called School Days. School Days. Mm-hmm. School Days. Yep. yep. I've seen half of that. Uh, but I, haven't, I wasn't I haven't into that one, it. to be honest with you. I don't know. It's uh, with Spike Lee's musicals. You know, it's oh, kinda, that's a musical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, 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 like, you only saw half of it, right? So, yeah, I've only saw it when it when I saw it. They they cut out a lot of stuff. I only saw it like on MTV. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's like one of those already musicals. The thing of it is, those like it doesn't get into like into real song like real singing until like maybe twenty thirty minutes. Into the maybe twenty minutes into the film, yeah. Um, but it it, it has like like that like you know when you saw Chirac and it had like those musical qualities. Into yeah, it, it's kind of in there, but it's a little bit, in my opinion, a little bit more cornier, just because it's, <laughs> it's like in the eighties. Yeah. So it it you can kind of you're not buying it as much, but people loved it from what I can from what I heard. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of it. Like like I like Spike Lee's movies when they're more grounded. Like his more grounded movies where it's not so stylized. They're more kind of rooted in reality in a way. Like like Inside Man and like uh, the Five Bloods and like uh, I keep forgetting Spike Malcolm Lee did in- Inside Man. Yeah, yeah, he did Inside Man. He did like a lot of. Uh, like um, do the right thing was actually one of my favorites. Malcolm and, X was good, and Twenty Fifth Hour. How yeah. can I forget he did Twenty Fifth Hour is literally like one of my favorite films of like all time. It's no, it's really good. Like that's like my favorite film with Edward Norton. Yeah, and oh yeah, and his I cannot forget the the black the black uh, Klansman. Black yeah, Klansman. yeah, I forgot that's he did one that. of my. That favorite. was good. I saw that. Was that was really good. Yeah, yeah. I saw that uh, yeah. when it like. First but then came like out. from like he has like those type of movies and he'll like dive into like some really highly stylized musical type thing, um, and I think right now his next movie is gonna be a musical on Viagra on Viagra. 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 Yeah. Really. Yeah, about how the pill was created or something. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, look, he's he's a great director. I don't have no hates with him, you know. But I feel like Spike Lee. I hope he can do more documentaries because the only documentary I've seen with him was Kobe's doing the work. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, so he Kobe hired Spike Lee to be the director, and it was so fucking good. Or or did 
Ice or did Spike Lee one? Yeah, I think Kobe hired him because Spike Lee mm-hmm. is a uh, even though he's a huge Knicks fan, he has like he had like a lot of respect for Kobe. And I, if I remember correctly, um, Kobe. No, I think Spike Lee did approach Kobe. He's like, hey, I wanted to do a documentary on how you play the game. like, mm. And it's so powerful. Like, It's literally like outside of like Jordan's last dance, because that was like a 10-episode series, Kobe's doing work is so powerful. In terms of like leadership, that shit is so powerful. Like, I would mm. hi- highly advise anybody watching it. It's like you can watch it for free on YouTube. How is the last dance? I still haven't seen it yet. How is it? Yeah. It is literally like – it's like a – in my opinion, it's like my right as of right now, it's like my favorite sports documentary. And I'm gonna watch some of the other ones because mm-hmm. I have ESPN Plus now, and ESPN Plus has like all these thirty. You know what thirty for thirty is? Thirty for thirty. You don't. Thirty for thirty. <laughs> thirty for thirty. You didn't give me answer yet. <laughs> thirty for thirty is a series where on ESPN where they do basically documentaries on players' lives, right? So they mm-hmm. it's kind of like the behind the music of a player, right? Yeah. So. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so there's like a lot of different documentaries right now. So I'm gonna start watching all of those because there's like one on Michael Vick, right? There's some on, Ooh. you know, some some uh, some I think some UF, UFC guys. I'm gonna check out. I already have some in my queue, like saved. Okay. But yeah, but uh, the last seems to have some good documentaries. The last dance is good. Like if you don't get motivated and want to just become successful after watching either the last dance or Kobe doing work, then there's something wrong with you. But <laughs> the last dance was powerful though. Okay. So okay. But that's enough about Spike Lee and some of his great films in Crooklyn. Um, so, do you want to dive into the topics? Or do you want to share anything else? Like, um, anything, anything else about <laughs> your daughter or, or your, uh, or your yeah, life I, or I the drive? Or? Yeah, I want to finish the, uh, uh, oh, the wait, point on what? No, finish, finish the point. Yeah, so what? I kind of wanted to finish the what we was talking about with uh, uh, our mama. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, we could we could was, dive into that. Let, let, let's, just, let's, just, just a quick segue. Just quick. Um Oh yeah, yeah. So, so one of the things me and Pat were talking about before. Uh, so you were saying that you feel like you're not because of how we was raised. You're not as affectionate towards your female kind of. Uh, your, uh, your, your. Um, I would say no. I I would say because of how I was raised, I love very similar to like how my mother loves. Right? How our mom raised yeah. us. Yeah. Is it's like it kind of hit me like today like the way she kind of showed affection towards us is kind of how i show affection towards whomever i'm like dating for the most part so Mm. my mom if 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 you know my mom she's very like she loves taking care of the family like she's very like strong and and um she's just a good person overbearing sometimes yeah overbearing sometimes but at the same time growing up she was the type of person where you didn't really know where you st- like mm-hmm. stood with her with her all the time in terms of like how she um, felt towards you all the time. Mm-hmm. She, it wouldn't like be in a bad way, right? It was just one of those things. Like she just, I think she didn't have enough time to really show yeah. how much how much she like cared about you until something bad happened yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but sure. like, if, for example, like like there'll be times where I can be like, "Hey, mom," like you know. How come we can't do this? And the only reason I'm bringing this up to you because I'm really upset about it or something like that, right? And she, her response would be, um, "Aaron, it's no big deal. You'll make you'll make more friends." Or Pat, it's no big deal. Like you'll you'll get over it. Like it was <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> right. You get yeah. over, like so it's like she's like I acknowledge it, but let's move on. Like it was just like you know nothing. You're a child. Yeah. On my face. <laughs> and it, or, or it would be something as simple as, "Mom, how come?" 
mom, I, I really want to go hang out with my friends today. Can you, like, just drop me off? And we got to go to church today. There's no time. Like, it was just like that, I got time right? for your shit. <laughs> so, it, so, so when she would say stuff like that in the back of my mind, you, you, the question would be like, does mom even, like, really care about me? And then, like, when you would say that to her, right, or you'd be like, or when you would, like, usher a sentiment where, like, mom, do you, like, hate me or love me? And she's like... She'll be like, who, who's putting uh, who's food on the your head? <laughs> who, who's putting clothes on your back? Right, right, right. right. And then you, we, after sitting down and thinking about it, you're like, yeah, you do love me. But at the same time, like, now that makes sense, I guess, right? Right. Because you are providing for me, right? And yeah. you're making sure that I'm taken care of. But, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm kind of similar in that way. Like, I'm starting to realize, like, I think naturally and subconsciously, like, when I'm, like, in a relationship or if I'm dating somebody, like, I'm the type of person where – like I'll sh- I'll sh- I'll show like my my affection a lot of times through like taking care of them right of, of just like being there for it. like just being like a good person right yeah. but at the same time they may not feel as validated because I'm not, not I might not be as you okay yeah like, all right? yeah right yeah. i'm not i'm not like i'm not super trying to like always hold their hand like that you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's not like a bad thing i just think it's just because how we were raised because like, we were how we were raised our mom never held our hand like like we I mean you talked about this several times like our mom hardly ever stuck up for us whenever we got in trouble at school yeah you know what i'm saying like there was like literally like no holding hands so i think that was her way of just trying to raise us to be men right especially because she was doing it all by herself like that was her way of just like if i show them any kind of like i don't know if it was that i don't i don't know if it was that's that's how i chalk it up to i i chalk it up to like she's in her mind she's like i can't show i can't show me always defending i can't be the the mom that's always defending you guys or being one of those parents that's always defending you guys because of the fact that if you see that that's going to give you an inch to want to take a mile in regards to authority you know what i'm saying and she's like i'm raising young black men i don't want to risk them having that mindset because of how many black men are getting killed and going to jail out here yeah right like i think she took it she just kind of over exaggerated what could possibly happen if we saw it being cool to disregard authority and i think that's why even when she knew the teacher was in the wrong for the most part she never really defended us like that when it came mm-hmm. to any kind of authority. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like, I mean, you make you make a good point. I I I, I don't know because our experiences, you know, across the three of us are still kind of different. Because I, I, in my opinion, I think that reasons why the whole like her trying to teach us how to be men, like that that aspect of I don't want to show this much affection because there's still men and things like that. I think, in in, in my opinion, it's more so because she couldn't. She couldn't, like she just couldn't. She didn't know how, right? And, and especially with a man, because when she's with my daughter, all that is there. That's what I'm saying. All of that. I, is so that's there. well. That's why I kind of disagree with you, right? Like I feel like now that we have, like I have a niece and you have a daughter, like mm. you see all that stuff that I feel like she could have if she wanted to give us that she's given to. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm I'm saying though, it like the it's the economy is different because you know it's it's a girl because like we right. always said that I feel like mom wanted girls right like from the get go and when right. she had boys not only one but three right you know all of that all of that uh that love and affection that she felt that she wanted to give she felt like she couldn't and when because like giving oh, giving giving saying. a bunch of love to a boy is much different than to a girl like, I can right. I can give my girl all the love and all the affection and I know if I had a son too it would be way different right. I'm not gonna 
pamper him as much as my daughter because, you know, that's good for her. Pampering him is not really good for him as much. And even if I can think of myself. I mean, even if you were like to show all that affection, it would be just different. It would just be different. Yeah, right, it's not going to yeah. be so overdramatic. It's going to be like, a little it's, it's more like It's not like you necessarily always like kissing him and picking him up. And so it yeah, might be more of you just exactly, like. Yeah. It might just be more of you like throwing him into the couch like playfully yeah, exactly, or just like. Yeah. Or like. Playing like basketball with them on yeah. like the little mini or basketball. By, or something. Yeah, just stand up like like because like, I kiss my daughter all the time, like right. in the face, mouth, all that. Shit. Yeah. With my son, I know I'm probably gonna just kiss him on the forehead, maybe just rub his head all the time. Yeah. Maybe just be next to him. Yeah. But or, like I'm, throw him around like yeah. playfully and stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's the reasons why I feel like that relationship can still uh, be fruitful is because it's a dad showing his male little little thing. You know, love right. versus if it was like a woman, a grown ass woman, giving her son the same kind of affection, it's just gonna feel a little, a little different. Yeah, and so I feel like with her, her not really me, our mom, yeah, our yeah. mom, by her not really, uh, kind of giving us all of the. the the right kinds of levels of love was because I don't think she knew how to do it with a boy. Okay. So so to us, it kind of felt like, you know, you're lacking in the love area, which is, is, I think, is the consequence of us, you know, not having a father around. Right. Because I feel like we would have had that balance had our dad... You know, kind of picked up the slack right. in that area when she didn't know how to do it. Yeah, um, I, I, like I said, I think that, but I see the other point. But I, I feel like she knew how to do. It. I just, I truly just think that she didn't. She just didn't want want to risk us having like a soft mindset. If, if that makes sense, I think that was her th- her her thought. I really do. I truly believe that. I think in her mindset, she's like, I don't like. Even though I already know, like from the get go, you guys already mm-hmm. had a, a higher predict predisposition of being quote unquote soft. I don't want to. Nur- I don't want to nurture it even more than I can. So I'm not going to show you guys. But all the, of but that. The, but our youngest brother though is. Pretty soft, and he was kind of soft growing up. I mean, he's it's different well, now that he's grown, but growing up, dude has. You no, know, he is, but but even with him though, mom was never like super. Like that's what I'm saying. Like she she never showed us like the same affection that she shows like your daughter. That's what I'm saying. Like okay, yeah. even though like I mean I just feel sure, like that's yeah. just the consequence of him just being the youngest, and also just like yeah, the environment we grew too. up. Like yeah, like okay. I think we all had some like like point of being quote-unquote soft like we all have a little bit of, of that in us but it's like mm-hmm. it's not because of necessarily i would say just how mom treated us it's more from like just our environment and how we were raised yeah. to just be like super just yeah. caring individuals but for the most part i think mom just didn't want us to have that mindset of like every, like the world is going to always be there to hold your hand i really i truly feel yeah, that I, like okay, okay. And more importantly i think like it's a reflection of that now because now she's like a lot more Wanting to like talk to us about certain things. I mean, she's trying though. Well, even, I, I, you know, it feels like it's kind of too late. But like, you know no, what I'm saying? I, like, I don't think it's too. I don't yeah, think no, I don't feel like it's too late either. But if it feels like that, right? Because it's like yeah. where was all this? I like, you're saying, yeah. you know what I'm saying? where because was all now, this? Now it's now it's coming. Now the way out of the house. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, yeah. I feel because I was there the longest, and I feel like if had I stayed there, things really probably wouldn't have changed much. Yeah. Um, and, and now that things are changing now. It's. Uh, you, I mean, you make a good point. You, you make a good point about that. I just feel like I know that by me having a kid, because I know you mentioned before that you know I feel like I'm her in a lot of ways, and or a, a lot of her. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. As you get older, you start realizing some of the stuff that you inherit from your parents yeah. that you do that yeah. you don't even realize you do it until like you're out 
of their environment. Like when you stop, mm. when you stop living with your parents, or when you stop living with a lot of your family or people you're really close with, and you just start doing stuff like when you just by yourself, or when you're with like, like, yeah. like in my case, like if you're like on a date or something, like you're like, damn, I, I kind of do the same shit like my mom. I does. mean, and like, I was you know like that, like, and, I, and, and I and I was like that. I I, I, see, I see myself bored though doing those things with my daughter though, because I know like because the love thing you talked about about how like. You know, you do things for her. If she asks questions, it's like, don't worry about it. You know? Yeah, you know, I, it's like I do her, that, but I, just in a different yeah, way. Yeah, I know like, with her, yeah. it was kind of like that because she was always running around with, like, three jobs or whatever. Yeah. And with me, you know, I don't have that many jobs, but, like, I think it, it comes naturally for me because I'm a guy. Like, you know, yeah. I do this for you when she wants more. It's like, uh, go to your mom or something. I'm taking care of things for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I, in that sense, I see myself like her. I just think the contrast with it is that... Um, my those duties I can handle best and better probably because I'm a guy and I'm I think guys are kind of just more uh naturally so, prone to dealing with with uh um like like faster pace obstacles and stuff like, yeah kind of dealing with like we're used to dealing with shit and right and women even though they're put in a position where they have to deal with shit it comes off a little superficial when they have to do because th- like when she came off like that when like when our mom lacked in that love area. It was more so because she was feeling the burden of, right. of taking care of three children, right. you know. And and obviously, it would if she had shared the load, we probably would have had all that, right? But yeah, do you so like so like to carry on to your point, like so like like you said like you show the same level of affection towards your daughter that your that our mom showed you. Like, give me an example, like or like what is, or what's the ways in which like how like how like kind of similar to me, like what's the ways in which like how like mom showed affection towards you growing up that you kind of show it like even and it can even be before you even had a daughter like. yeah so i mean so the love and affection from her if i'm being honest i felt like it wasn't always there it, it but it mostly showed through just like things that she did for me Right. You know, like she, she, she just did things for me. Like right. she took care of anything regarding with school. Mm-hmm. She bought, clo- she bought clothes for me. You know, the ones that she could afford. Right. You know, she fed us and things like that. And mm-hmm. I think we talked about this before about how, like the the maintaining of us. Right. Was where I felt like she loved us and stuff like that. Right. A lot of the stuff that I really needed from her, like, uh, like, um, just. Learning how to talk to people or how to make friends and kind mm-hmm. of like having that kind of bond, like, like the self, like the the reassurance, and then that yeah, that, all that reassurance and stuff yeah. like that. It 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 was very it was very scarce. Right, if I'm just being honest, it wasn't all the way, it, it wasn't available as much as I wanted to, and and most of that most of that lifestyle that we all lived in was mostly uh, buried under the whole level of discipline. Like mm-hmm. she was always kind of like just this hyper disciplinary person mm-hmm. and didn't really like her very much. So even if I wanted those things from, from her or, or I wanted to ask those things from her, I, I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable going to her right. because of that, that the energy was just different between us. But I know that with my own daughter, all of the maintaining stuff, like getting stuff for her, making sacrifices and making sure she has everything she needs. I know I get that from her because I know how it felt when, uh, I needed something and she took care of it. Right. I'm the same way in that aspect with my daughter. As far and as it's, and it's crazy because like just to add on to that point, I feel like just from, from my observation, the way like maybe she might have been scarce and showing like the reassurance and all that and yeah. the affection. Mm-hmm. I feel like Angel is that for you. 
You try to, ooh. Uh, I'm being so serious. And I'm only I'm only observing that just from mm. even before you had Nayeli. Mm. And just think about this for a second. Like when when before you had Nayeli and you were with Angel, mm-hmm. you were having a lot of issues with mom. And, and, and look what was happening. Like whenever mom was giving you issues, you would go to Angel. And Angel was the one to give you that reassurance and give you that self-esteem and affection of like, hey, everything's going to be okay. Right? All these other different Verbiage because I saw I, I've oh. seen her do it even when you like I've seen her do it. Take out this Doctor Phil looking ass. No, no it is. it's crazy though. <laughs> no, but it's crazy though. So it's like even though That's you, okay, yeah, it's like the stuff you didn't get from like maybe our mom. Like you, you found it in Angel, which yeah. is kind of crazy like because i like it that's actually you that's know actually it's, it's funny you saying this because i tell angel this a lot of times like all the time like she acts just like mom in, in a lot of ways yeah it's kind of scary i mean she acts like me a lot which is even more scary yeah i mean but, y'all pisces but, so yeah I mean. but there are there are there are attributes attrib- uh, attributes from mom that angel shares just naturally right and the uh the conflict that mom would have sometimes i always thought it was hilarious because it's like if only you knew what we talk about at our house mm-hmm. and how she actually feels about you and what I say to her about you, like you would not have these gripes that you're having, mm-hmm. you know, my mom. Like you wouldn't have these kind of concerns because, like, she's just like you, bro. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. Not not in all the ways, thank God. <laughs> but yeah. been all, but but you make a good point, like the, the nurturing side and, and the reassurance side. I guess you could say I probably thirst for that in my older adolescent part of my life. Um, and but I I know that at the time that me and her started dating, um, I didn't really feel like I needed it so much anymore. Cause uh, but that's the thing though. That's what's so crazy. But I, like but yeah, even was, though you probably don't logically think that, but subconsciously, subcon- yeah, you you're just naturally drawn to that. Cause it's like yeah. that. I think it's that little. It's still that little child inside inside of you craving some of those things, right? And oh it's yeah, like, it, it makes sure. you more drawn to her. Yeah, right? yeah. Because that's, that's a huge thing, right? When that's like that's like huge, like because yeah. let's just say if let's just say hypothetically if mom was more like she wasn't as scarce in that area, mm-hmm. who's to say that you would have even been attracted to an angel? You well, know what I'm saying? Yeah. To an angel, right? Because yeah. like I say, angel is the type of person to give you that like reassurance and yeah. and, and affection and and all that stuff yeah. that will help your self esteem, right? It, it kind of I think it shifts your perspective on a lot of things. Because at that point, subconsciously, you're you're walking out the door with a completely different mindset of on on yeah. life. Period. It's like, oh, I'm cool. Like I, I got like all this reassurance and self esteem because you know my mom's like yeah. she's. But like, but like I said, like it's like I said, it's like a gift and a curse with her how she went about it. Because I feel like a good thing about it is like like I said, like we're not we're not really soft. Like in terms of our mindset, right? Like, when we do things, we kind of see it through to the end. We don't really yeah. look for help yeah. and Gary V talks about this a lot on his uh on his platform like how mm. more parents need to stop holding their kids hands because I it agree. it prohibits them from um running into the real world and accepting the real world right yeah. cuz when you get into the workforce or when you go off to school you're going to see how much like whatever your parents were reassuring you in terms of your self esteem doesn't really fucking matter when you become an adult. So let me ask you a question before we before we get into our main topics. So because to that point, you make a good point. Do you so do you think that because um, it's different because we're guys that was raised by by a woman, so it's a little bit different. Do you a think black woman, do you think that that same that 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 hand holding ideology still happens when it's a woman raising another girl? Like, do you think little girls are still uh, having their hands held by their moms, 
I feel like it's not. Uh, I very I think it's very, very similar, but I feel like it's not as much because I feel like in that case the woman like I feel like the mother feels more in in in, in uh, she feels more um, empowered to set the example more than like. Like, she'll show, like, her actions more of, like, this is how you need to become a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just always holding the hand, like, oh, you need, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, there is some of that, but I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's as drastic as, as, as if when they're doing it to, to males. I feel like mothers are more inclined to want to uh, hold the, the, the hands of their the sons than, yeah. they, than they are their daughters. That's okay. just my opinion. No, I, I, I think I, it's agree. The, I, I think agree. it's the same with fathers. I think fathers are more inclined to want to hold their hands for their daughters yeah. than they are for their sons. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I think if our mom had like you said, if I think <laughs> I think <laughs> I think even with I think whether she'd be a single parent or not a single parent, like say if she did have a partner at the time, I think if we were all girls, she would have she definitely would have uh not as she wouldn't have even had the mindset like of uh, I'm gonna make sure that uh, these kids are are aren't gonna be soft. Yeah. I'm mean, always holding. It would have been like nurture over nine thousand. Yeah, and not yeah. just and not just that she wouldn't have had the she wouldn't have had the urge to want to even think that way because she, in my opinion, in her mindset, she would be like, it's all about what the, the example I lead as a woman. It's not even mm-hmm. about necessarily what I say to them. Yeah. It's more about like how I'm communicating. With with work, how I'm leaving to go yeah. to work, how I'm coming back and making sure food's on the table, yeah. how I'm, I'm treating, treating my husband, right? How mm-hmm. I'm treating, you know, whoever I'm dating. Like, she's showing my that. My daughter's going to see that. Yeah, she's showing that physical presence more. Yeah. So she's not even thinking about, like, are my daughters going to come out soft or not? Because yeah. like, her mindset is like, I just got to be that good presence, yeah. right? But because she had boys, though, in the Chicagoland area. The finger waving. Yeah. If, you make sure you. Yeah. Because she had boys, like, in the yeah. Chicagoland area of, like, you know. Like, hella motherfuckers leaving the city to move to the burbs, and, she, and like she doesn't know what the fuck's gonna happen with like you know the influx of just like things changing like mm-hmm. every two seconds, and she's probably like shit. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna even risk it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all that. No, my right. nigga, I, I love you, but shit. You, I got go brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I love you, yeah. but uh, uh, go brush your teeth. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like go wash your hands. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It was like that. You know what I'm saying? Popcorn. <laughs> She's like in, my, in her mindset. No, I, I mean I really empath. I I, I kind of sympath. I empathize with her in in a, in, in a lot of ways on that because yeah. she's probably in her mind thinking like I'm seeing all this shit that's on the news with like you know mm-hmm. with everything, mm-hmm. and she's probably like I'm not gonna risk this shit because that's another thing. I think one of the things that didn't help was that a lot of our mom's friends were from like like the city and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like 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 her church friends, right? So they would tell her stories about some of the stuff that they would experience. They would, they would be all not all of them, but I think most of those friends were single mothers too. Right? Yeah. Or they weren't necessarily quote unquote single moms, but they just like they just had like baby daddies who were, the, like their fathers were in their lives, their kids. Yeah, but they lives. were single. Yeah, but they were. But they were single. Yeah, yeah they were like single, single, right? Mothers, yeah. So they would like to share some of their experiences, yeah. and I think it didn't like always help mom. Like, no, it didn't. At I think all. if anything. Mom, knowing her smart ass, like she observed it, like and she was, she took it all in like a sponge, like oh, yeah. I'm definitely not. Yeah, but doing then that, yeah, right? but then she went home with us with that fear, right? Like, I better do this and that, yeah. Which then made her the most right. overbearing person. Yeah, because I never forget, like when we were kids and like um, like we went to like one of her friends' house in the city, and I think like looking back, they lived like on like I think that was South Shore. Mm. like South Shore, Chicago, and I remember like um, like they were mad cool too, but I remember like. Mom was just like the way like 
mom like showed that amount of respect because remember like they lived in like in a really small apartment like we did but my yeah. mom showed them like the utmost respect because they're like best friends i forget what mom's friend's name was at the time but it but but i know like looking back like as i've gotten older in the conversations i've had like i know that mom was definitely peeping game about like what to do and what not to do in terms yeah. of like raising black men right especially when we look back now and then where some of like mom's friends' kids have ended up. Yeah. Sometimes good, but sometimes really, really bad. Right. right. Sometimes really, yeah. like really, and that, really bad. And the bad stuff would be all she talked about. Right, is, right. Because yeah. that was her biggest fear. Was, like her yeah. biggest fear was like, I don't want my kids, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, yeah, but like I think, um, like I said, like for the most part with, with all three of us, I think she did like a really good job. I think that, um, she probably doesn't get enough credit. Like, I don't want this to sound like like we're bashing her. We're just like, you no, just, of course. We're just telling like no, how I, it is. I love though. my. I mean, no, we, we're we, just telling we her how it is. Her, yeah, she knows. But, she, love but her, yeah, she was. Uh, know, she was. I think for everything that she's dealt. Like, it was she so often. Like, I, I, it was so often though. I'm, I'm always glad to remind her that you wasn't perfect. But I love you to death. Right. Like, yeah. You, I think you, every, I, my I think MVP I, to the day I die. I feel like every kid don't don't hold yourself too high on the pedestal because you know it took a while for for us to like. Get to this point, right? You know, we're friends now, but gee, it's been yeah, like but like, um, so. yeah, because it's like, uh, yeah, she, I think she did good for, um, for everything that was, you know, just thrown away, and even just like, even just like now, like when you, when you look at like, um, the amount of like, like just the black women in our generation, right? Mm-hmm. When you think of like all the shit that, you know, like, like when you hear about like the stats of like it's it's like harder for black women to like marry and all those other different things. No, for real. Like, no, I, 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 I when you hear about stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then like, and then sometimes I go, I I go from like looking at like stuff like that, like hearing about like successful black women, right, being having a hard time marrying and and finding like a good man, and then I I go and look at like our mom, right, and mm-hmm. she actually got married. It makes me just think like. Um, how hard it is on black women out here to just find a decent man, right? There's those reasons for that. Well, so I'm not gonna get into the reasons, right? Yeah, we're not, not today, but <laughs> no, but how hard that is. So it's like when I when I when I when I take all that in, and then I consider like she, even though she didn't ha- end up with a good man, but she still ended up like raising us decently without like yeah. smoking crack. Yeah, and being on marijuana because honestly, I think like a lot of people in her position would have wanted to smoke crack. Honestly, right? yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, that's. I, I'm just being real. Like no, no, sometimes, you sometimes I, want, I wonder why. Because I mean, it's good that she didn't, but I wonder what made her. Not. <laughs> we actually have this conversation. Why did our mom not smoke crack? No, but like, <laughs> no, no, but no, but I, no, for real. Like, I feel like sometimes when people go through a lot of things, you you, you just yeah. wonder like what what made you not want to go off the edge. So I know she probably thought about it, yeah. you know. But like, um, she's even shared with me like there's been, th- and, and, but that's what I'm saying. I commend her for like mm-hmm. for all the things that she's like been through. Because even when we see like the black women going through it. The, to our generation right yeah. you can only imagine what it was like for our mom when like when it's yeah. like 1980s and 90s right and yeah. it's like there's not as much advocacy for black women back then compared to now right yeah to be honest with you you know what i'm saying that's yeah. what i'm saying like so it's like i kind of commend her question. for like i feel because i and i'm gonna be honest with you because she, she likes to tell us about how you know i thought about you guys and i had god on my side which is great but i feel <laughs> like there is more to the story that she's not telling us, which is fine. With with how she was, yeah, was resilient. Yeah, yeah, because mom, because mom was. I mean, because think about it. Like, I honestly think it was a lot of it was just um, because now that I'm older, like I said, now no, that, I, mean, I think I think a lot of it had to do with work and her friends. 
I, I, I truly feel like that helped her because mom likes to work. Like, our mom is a workaholic. Like, she likes to work. So I honestly feel, and now that I'm older and I have like a full time job, right? Mm. And I realize like I don't have that much, I don't have like all the time in the world to focus on other things outside of like the weekend, mm. right? Like, like from Monday through Friday, I'm booked. You feel me? Because I have like a life, like not just my job, my other job, like with the military and then my other like mm. goals that I'm working on personally just to improve myself as a person, yeah. right? I can only imagine, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's very similar for her, right? I think that, and she worked two to three jobs at some at some points, right? So I'm just thinking, like, think of, like, like her jobs that she was working full-time, thinking about, like, all the extracurricular she was doing when we were kids, like, before she got in a relationship, right? When she was with her f- church friends and being an usher and, like... So you're saying that And then was, helping the family. So you're saying she had a lot of distractions. Yeah, she had a lot of she had a lot of co- coping skills, right? She, that's In my opinion, those are her ways of coping with her situation, to helping take care of, like... Oh, I mean, I feel like there was more. I mean, I, I, I mean maybe, maybe... Well, I'm she just, definitely, like, dated and stuff like that. Like, she didn't bring them around us, but I she mean, definitely, like, had a life but at the same time like what i'm saying is that she had enough on her plate to keep her busy and to get her through her her circumstance if well here's the thing if that's the case then okay i just i feel like because when i think about all the stuff that we've gone through like her dealing with all that kind of stuff and especially dealing with us three kind of wilding and doing a bunch of our stuff you know she always says that the solution to dealing with all that kind of stuff was because we always joked about how like, you need to like lay off and smoke some weed or something, or, <laughs> you know, just have a cup of wine. I mean, the doctor said that's good for you to yeah. have a glass a day or something, and you don't do none of those things. No, what do you need? I have holy water. I have God. But I think that was just I, her I trying to be the. I mean, let's be honest. Like, and that's. I, mean, a, I just. Feel like, and I, I, I like, like that you brought that. I feel like there was another thing that she had that she could have had done, or maybe she did do, and she's just not telling us to kind of get her through the day. You I'm glad I mean? you brought that up. Like, our mom kind of like was really good about like showing us the double standards of ma- men and <laughs> women in society. Because no, just think about it. I feel like the only reason why she would say like, "God's helped me through this," and like just trying to be like the perfect person in front of us, like yeah. at all times. I feel like the only reason why she was doing that is because, like I said, I think it's because we were men. I truly think that like she wanted us. To have the image of like what's like, what's the good strong black woman, quote unquote. So by her bringing up always religion and not drinking and smoking, and you know she wanted to be like okay. this well kept, uh, ple- decent black woman, right? I, okay. Now, if, now I feel like if we were like like I said, if she would have had all girls, I feel like that shit would have been completely different. I really do. Okay. I think I think it would have been more like okay. I think I think she would just been honest with us, like, uh. I mean, I just I just go to work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I got your grandma to keep me busy. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think she would have been honest about shit. Yeah, I think yeah, she would have yeah. been like, yeah. and also like, you know, like, you know, and some guys like to take me out from time to time. You know? <laughs> like, but she never talked to us like that, right? Because yeah. we were dudes. Like, I, I think you. she didn't want us to like. Like I said, she kind she was okay. good at showing us that double standard of like, women have to carry ourselves differently compared to men. She didn't mean it. I don't think she. That's what she was trying to do. But like, I feel like because we were boys, she tried to show that perfect image of what a good black woman is, right? Because I know she's probably thinking like, if you guys end up growing up and getting married, you need to have like this. You need to have like this right example, right? right. I think that's what it was about. Like, and it's just other things as well, right? That mm-hmm. we can probably touch on. But I don't want to beat a dead horse. But 
but yeah, like I, that was a good point you brought up. But I kind of like took away from your point, so continue. Like, no, no, yeah, it, it was just I don't know. I I just feel like because when you when you when you brought up like the average you know woman who goes through that kind of stuff, you know, already like divulged into just you know drugs and alcohol and what are some other kind of shit that they need therapy for. Yeah, and mom, I mean, granted, mom's going to therapy for other reasons, but it's one of those things where it's like, how could you have not? At least, like, just not had a dream. And that's another thing. Because I think even this, to this day, that's a good point. So, and not to cut you off, but I think the reason why she didn't want to do it also, like, it kind of ties back into what I was just saying. Like, I think because of how she grew up, like, like, so that, okay, that makes a good point. Our, our she mom, was very conservative. Yeah, our mom grew up in a very, like, conservative household, right? Like, yeah. she, she, her and her family were one of the first black families to go to. Um, the Catholic school in their community, right? Like one of the first African-American families to go yeah. to the Catholic school, right? right? So with all that pressure of being one of the first and then also like uh, wanting to just like be like the the superstar girl in the family mm-hmm. and she, she was, was the, the youngest girl too. and she was the youngest one too. So yeah, she, she was like the daddy's girl. So it's like yeah. when you think of all those things like it's, it wasn't even in her, like, in her mind, it's like, it's not even in my league to ever want to do something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, she's like, she's like Pat, how dare you? She's like, like, our mom is kind of like, 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 I mean, I'm, without being sound bogus, like, our like mom like does people. have a high horse. Like, without being bogus, like, our mom is, like, one of the, per- like, okay. she, like, if she didn't, like, if she didn't even have kids. So she was too stubborn to smoke weed. Yeah, for real. Like, <laughs> our mom, like, low-key does have a high horse. Like, she, she's, okay. she's, she's one of those people true. where, like, okay, that makes she's sense. like, how dare you not, uh, how dare you not talk to me about <laughs> going to she San Francisco? Like, that like she was like, how dare you think that I'll ever move to, like, this neighborhood? Right. How dare you think that I'll ever move to the South Side? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Mom, mom, have a glass a day. How dare you? Right. Th- how ever, just to how dare you think that I was stupid to that level? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Peasants? Peasants, I'm a queen. Uh, I'm no, a black queen. That's a good point. Okay, so, how dare you? Okay, okay, so no, that's 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 definitely true. You so, think I can't raise three boys on my own? <laughs> <laughs> Shit! How dare you? Uh, a man, I don't need a man. Uh, like, that, that's like, but that's how she was. Like, yeah, yeah. that's like her mindset. Like, that's uh, she's, she's like this bougie. <laughs> She's like this cheap, bougie black woman just trying to do the best she can. But at the, yeah. but at the end of the day, deep down inside of her, she's still that same bougie black woman yeah. being one of the first <laughs> to go to like a Catholic school where it's super, super preppy <laughs> and it's super religious. And then don't and then adding on to the fact that she's the youngest girl in her family and she's a daddy's girl. And the daddy, the daddy, I'm assuming, is like saying how beautiful and all this other stuff that she is. Mm-hmm. So she's soaking that up in like like candy from a baby, right? So she's literally walking around like I'm the shit. Yeah, yeah, our mom walks around like she's the shit. So right? okay, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that granted she <laughs> so did I, all those I, like yeah. No, like, so granted she did all those things. I it probably would have helped. It probably would have helped us. Had there been just more transparency, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we get it. They're trying to be that example. Right. They're trying to be the woman who can take care of things. Maybe subconsci- subconsciously trying to teach us. Yeah. As men, handle things this way. Right. The thing is, though, is that I feel like had we not been the people that we are now, like I'm me, you're you, our mindsets are completely exceptional to. The, the, the statistical rule that we see a lot in black men, I feel like... Uh, we made it past 25, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without being dead yeah, or in yeah. jail. Yeah. Without having like four... Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like 
had we had she done that, like been more been more transparent, we wouldn't have maybe we wouldn't have felt like uh, being perfect. Uh, or setting the perfect example yeah. was the, the required... The end-all, be-all. The end-all, exactly. Yeah, because I, I will say this because even... Because I, I feel like over the years of us kind of dealing... Because even though that's that, that was her example what she tried to do, I feel like by us being men, the the pressure to be that be-all, end-all yeah. was very heavily. And we kind of internalized that based off of what she was portraying to right. us. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, to bring it back to your relationships... I think by you doing these acts of love, not really mm-hmm. showing like your emotional vulnerable side, but kind of just showing yeah. these acts of love, that's to be our end all. Yeah, I did this and did that. I shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, because I'm not that. saying I, I won't. I'm not ever not like a verbally um, sure, yeah, expressive person with that. I'm just saying, but naturally, I'm like naturally I won't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, like if I yeah. do those things, like. Showing like the verbal affection, it's like that's I, that's like that's me showing the best effort, right? Right. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, it's like I'm not naturally, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it's also like it's like right. I, it's like it's like you said, it's like ties back into her, to like how we were raised. Like I'm not trying to hold your hand, like the same way our exactly, mom was with yeah. us. Like she's not trying to hold our hand, yeah. right? So yeah. Um, yeah. but what's crazy is that like you just brought up you just brought up something that I, I want to make a good point about. Like what were you saying before uh, that? Like we sometimes we I, I internal we might we may have internalized some of those be our end our qualities and uh because she wasn't transparent enough and had she been transparent maybe it would have helped us kind of understand uh, yeah, I'm trying. I I had an excellent point. It's gonna come back to me though. Um, but yeah, like uh, we should probably talk about one of these episodes about like the t- like the the contrast between raising black men and black women in a single parent household. Yeah, I, we would probably have to get a girl in here though. Who's? Oh yeah, we can. That's yeah, that's totally fine. Get, like, That'd be interesting conversation. Yeah, guess I don't want to. I don't want to beat on this topic too much yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I want to make a. I want to make a good point with like. I feel it coming. Yeah, it'll, it'll it'll probably it'll probably come back. Fuck, I I just had it. You were just saying something. I was just about to, I was just, I was about to say something exquisite about like Damn. the parenting and like how like she just like like our mom like like I said with 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 all oh that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say like yes, I I see it like in like how I am in the military. Like when you said the the end all be all thing and the perfectionism. Like yeah. I'm kind of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if people really understand this, and I kind of found out about this when I read like this little psychology little. Uh, we did like this little psychology questionnaire when I was like in high school about like anxiety and about you being a perfectionist. And then actually, when mm-hmm. I got to college, I read this. Uh, I did like this uh, homework assignment on like why it's not good to be like a perfectionist, and then I, and I came to the conclusion that I am definitely like a not necessarily all, all, also a perfectionist, but also an overachiever, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I got that from our, our mom, right? Because she she was definitely like that, right? Definitely. She was definitely a perfectionist and an overachiever. Yeah. What I mean by that is that she's going to strive to make things as perfect as possible, even though in, in realistically it's impossible for anything to be perfect, right? And... And she was an overachiever, right? So she yeah. felt the need to overcompensate in areas where she probably didn't need to, right? Like, so to your point of, like, her could have been just more transparent, it wasn't even her mindset to be transparent with us because when you know perfectionist people or mm-hmm. people who are overachievers, they're not going to really tell you, uh, they're not they're not as inclined to show their, their honest 
their honesty in terms of what they're going through. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because in their mind, like, they have to be perfect, right? Yeah. They're, it's harder for them to share the load in terms of what they're going through mentally, right? That's, That's why you see it in, like, straight-A students who are trying to get into Harvard and all these different... Like, they're not going to tell you how stressful it is getting all those straight-A's. Yeah. You know, but their, mind, but their mindset, like, this is hard work. Right. Yeah. In order to be successful, you have to go through hard work. You know what right. I'm saying? And that's why some like like my roommate was telling me how like he applied to Cornell and he got in. Right. Oh, but nice. but his mom and his dad told him, like, like, don't be so so inclined to want to go to like a, a division one school or to like a, a super, super like top tier school because of the fact that. They're going to work you. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. those schools are catered around like making you like the best of the best. And she was like, how are you going to have like a normal life like doing that? Like always studying, always wanting to overachieve and be perfect. How are you going to come out to be an adult where you look at things from a realistic perspective? Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's deep. He's like, yeah. Like he said, and he's like, I'm glad I went to a U of I. Right. It's a very it's a good school, but it's a very normal mm. school. Like we had time to party. Right, we had time. We had to, time to relax. Yeah, we we still had finals. We had to do, and we really had to do good. But like, at you know, what I'm saying yeah. so. But like, I see that with myself when I first joined the military. Like, when I joined, I had like a lot of anxiety because I felt the need to always like like because the military they're all about finding your mistakes and exploiting it and then making you a better person. The military was the first time where I kind of had to let it go that like I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like I had to let go of the fact that like. Like, I need to stop trying to always overachieve, and I need to sometimes ask for help. You know what I'm saying? That was the first time in my life where I actually, like, went through something like that. And if I didn't go – if I didn't join the military, I'd probably still have as much anxiety as I did before I joined, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I still have anxiety, but it's not to the levels that I had when I I was younger. You know what I'm saying? It's not to the same level because, like, growing up, like, that's all I was taught. Like, all I was taught was, like – and that's why I think, like, even, like... Because mom was very anxious. She's yeah, anxious no, person. but even when you think about it, like, like when you think about the individual I was, like, I felt like whenever I failed, I felt like it was the end of the world. Like, just think about it. Like, just think about of, yeah. like, the 16-year-old oh, me, yeah. right? Like, yeah. even when I found out that you guys were eating, like, my peanut butter, right? That was... Pr- oh! No, but for real. Oh, my God. No, but for real, though. But, like, <laughs> I know. That was funny, Woo! right? <laughs> So I mean, Ooh, so y'all don't know. Like, we gonna say that story for another episode. Oh, yeah. So I mean, just a, a quick story. Like, basically, wow. basically, our mom, uh, <laughs> our mom, she never got us. So our mom never had the opportunity to take us to get our our, our physicals, right? And at the time, <laughs> our sports physicals. At the time, I was trying out for wrestling, and the the coach was like, um, "Until you get your physical, you can't necessarily practice with us, but you can start conditioning and all that stuff at home." And right. so he was giving me all this stuff I could eat, and I was just doing my own research. So it was saying like eat a lot of peanut butter, and I was I had my own job at the time, so I went and bought my own peanut butter and all these lean meats and stuff. <laughs> I come back home the next day, and literally <laughs> the next day, my co-host Patrick Deal has ate like fucking like. A third of the peanut butter already because he made like two fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or some shit. Like it was just like it was just gone, right? Now you know damn well you're in a black household. You cannot just have a good anyway, peanut butter with your name on it and just think that's gonna just stay. But anyway, I reacted like in a very like it was like the end of the world, right? Like right. I and, and what I'm saying is that the reason why I reacted like that looking back is because of, like that was just all I knew. All I knew sure, was yeah. how to be perfect and you know be this overachieve like it I was a, I was it wasn't healthy, right? It wasn't a healthy mindset to have. And I think um yeah, that's just important to point out like like I think our it's back to the point of our mom, like she didn't ha- it wasn't in her 
her natural ability to want to be transparent because she's a natu- naturally she's like a perfectionist, right? And she's an overachiever. But it, but like I said, I think that's a gift and a curse. There's a lot more flaws sure. with it internally, but it's a gift and a, cur- and, and a curse externally because at the end of the day, like she's still like successful. She raised us to be decent. Right, like yeah. there's a lot of good things that came out of yeah. it, you know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's yeah. a it's a big burden to carry, right? It's a big cross you. to carry. So. I get you. Yeah, no regrets. Yeah. I don't have any regrets. Um, but anyway, so now that we have that out the way, um, I want to clear up our last episode in, in regards to us talking about Kwanzaa. <laughs> so we were wrong, right? We were wrong about some of the things we said last well, episode. Well, but, 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 well I'm gonna I'm gonna take most of the blame for this one because I know yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that when we talked about it, I um, went from my own uh, my own information that came from I didn't just make this shit up okay I was told this shit okay I was told from an African from an African country you probably just don't remember whatever we that, all make mistakes that that Kwanzaa was uh, something that Africans celebrate. So anyway, so let me just clear it up. So the issue was that last episode we said that Kwanzaa was, well, well, the topic last episode was like why don't enough black people celebrate Kwanzaa, right? And it's because, and we got into that. But, but what we were wrong about was that like Kwanzaa being like this African holiday, and it's it's really not. It's an African American holiday, right? It's not a it's not a it's not a uh, a holiday that was originated from like. The continent yeah, of like Africa, the, like they don't and it started in yeah. Nigeria or like yeah. you know. And I said that reasons why we don't celebrate is because we don't have like a African, like a like a, a li- like a live African native in any of our in families our, in our family, to right? Transcend that tradition down into our our, our, our families. Yeah. So that's why we don't celebrate Kwanzaa. And then it turned out that Kwanzaa is like an Americanized piece of shit holiday. <laughs> yeah. So to give you a little bit backstory, so Kwanzaa. Um, Kwanzaa uh, started in what was it? I'm looking up the year right now. It was 19. It was first celebrated in 1966, right? Um, Damn. I'm looking it up on, on Wikipedia. So if I'm wrong, Damn. Wikipedia, you can kill me later. Um, and it was created by a doctor, Mulana, uh, a doctor Mulana, and previously known as Ron Karinga. Ron Karinga. Mm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Mulana Karinga is, is now his name. But anyway, one of the things that I found interesting is that not only is Ron Karinga from, he was born in Maryland, right? Damn. <laughs> uh, see. He went to school in God Los damn. Angeles. <laughs> and I'm not saying this as a joke. I'm just stating facts here. But it's just, it's, it's, it's funny when we think of, like, what we were saying last episode, right? Yeah. And yeah. he's also light-skinned. <laughs> Come on, man! Damn. So we really fucked that up last episode. Damn, like, he's light skinned. Like he's like he's light as you. Like he's 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 light as you. Like I'm being like so like he's like the same complexion as you. I'm being like 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 come over here. Like come come Damn, Hold on, let me see this. Hold on. Are you kidding? Wait, are you for real? He's. Oh goddamn it! Yeah, like ah, that's what I'm saying. Like we really yes. me- we really messed ah, that up. Shit. <laughs> we really messed that up. No, but uh. But like yeah, so what happened oh, was man. after the episode was over, because remember I said like I'm I'm gonna talk to one of my friends about this. Yeah, I reached out to one of my friends, and, and this and this is actually an interesting conversation, right? <laughs> I reached out to one of my friends, and she's from Nigeria, and she yeah. said, um, 
Aaron, that's that's an American holiday. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's a Mexican shit. I was like, oh yeah, it sure is. So I looked it up right after she said that, and then we just started going back and forth. And then she started telling me like, and I was just being honest. I was like, so how I keep it hunting with you? Like, how do you, like how do pe- your friend like your friends who are from Nigeria? Right. How did y'all view like Kwanzaa? Like, keep it hunted. She's like, you want me to keep it hunted? I was like, yeah, that's some Mexican shit. <laughs> no, she was just like, we like, what the fuck is y'all doing? <laughs> like, she's like, she's like, we don't, we don't. We don't acknowledge that. Wow. She's like, she's like, none of my friends from Nigeria. We don't really acknowledge. She's not like. It's, she's like, like we like wow. for the most part, we're down for what it represents, right? Like it's black unity. Because like, what's cool about Kwanzaa is ce- celebrate for seven days, right? Yeah. Each day represents a principle. Uh, like mm-hmm. uh, I was looking them up. Like each day, it's kind of like Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very similar to Hanukkah, right? So each day, so like for instance, like the first day uh, is Umoha or Umoja. Right, mm-hmm. meaning unity. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but it means unity. The second day is representation of self determination. Third is collective work responsibility. The fourth is corporate uh, cooperative economics. Fifth is purpose. Sixth is creativity, and the seventh is faith. Right, and the, and each one of these has like a unique, like it has like an African name tied to like those sure. like those meanings. Right. Okay. And okay, so do 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 they still get gifts? Every day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, they do all that stuff, right? Like Bars. each day, like, but like for the most part, like each day is supposed to be acknowledging like those things, like unity and blah blah blah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's gifts and all that, but uh, um, at least from my understanding, because I never celebrated Kwanzaa. So, so, so today's unity. Here's a PS5. Today's faith. Here's here's fifty dollars. <laughs> you so goofy. <laughs> Today, actually, today's uh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Uh, I don't know. Who fucking cares? Here, take take oh, Xbox God. One. Fuck it. Okay, I'll get you something for tomorrow. <laughs> Cooperative <laughs> economics, right? Yeah. Here's the PS5 right. or not? <laughs> no, <laughs> that uh, is some light skin shit. You know what? God damn it, I do want to. But say anyway, she was telling me how like she was telling me how like yeah, like Kwanzaa was not one of those things because she's like, where I grew up in Nigeria, we we celebrated Christmas. Like she, we never celebrated Kwanzaa. Interesting. So, so we all celebrate Christmas. Yeah, I was like, gonna ask you, do they celebrate? Christmas? Yeah, she, she, yeah. Cause I didn't know that. She, like, yeah, she's tree and all that, or they just yeah. She said, she said for the most part, Christmas is like we celebrate just like here. Like she's like we celebrate all the uh, the paganism the paganism holidays that we celebrate out here. We celebrate it out there too. Like, she's like yeah, like wow. so she was just like yeah, like we celebrate. Christmas. But she's like but she said Kwanzaa. She said like honestly, I didn't even know about Kwanzaa until I moved to the United States. She's like, I did not know about Kwanzaa until I moved to the United States. Because you know she said, like, because she said, when I, once I started hanging out with all my black friends, and then some of them would like celebrate Kwanzaa. She's like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like, Damn. and then she said, like, and, and I'm pretty sure they probably looked at her like, you don't know about Kwanzaa, but you're African. no, 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 no. If anything, like, it's more like, oh, that's interesting. But she's like, but she's like, yeah. she's like, I let, like, she's like, for anything, like. Like we, she's like we let y'all have that, you know what I'm right, saying? Like, because yeah. if anything, like that's not something like like we celebrate. Because like that's that what's is, so crazy about like Kwanzaa. It's it here like the, like even like the names and all that. It's adhered to like an African. These are African names, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it comes from an African lineage. Like the culture, like Kwanzaa is about African culture, yeah. right? But right. because it was created in the United States, it originally isn't from like. The African continent, yeah. it, it, it's kind of a conundrum, right? So, yeah, so it, it can't be claimed as like really an African, uh, right? It's, that's where you get into that weird nuance because of the yeah. fact that it's like even though it has all it's these, it's like Taco Bell, like these aren't make, these aren't Mexican tacos. This is I'm not gonna go that far. I'm not gonna go that far. But yeah, yeah. you kind of it's, it's that's yeah. a good way of kind of looking at Taco it. Bell of Christmas. Yeah. What the fuck? And I don't want to be mean, but it's kind of like that. I mean, because people my understanding. Black people say this shit. They they fucking Taco Bell. Uh, fucking <laughs> it's wine. funny. I think we, me and my friend, we actually bought up Taco Bell. <laughs> 
what we were what talking about. No, no, no. So like Kwanzaa, no, because the reason I want to be careful because I know there's a lot of people who like celebrate Kwanzaa and they took it. But serious. it's American holiday. But I don't know any of my black friends who celebrated Kwanzaa. That's what's so crazy. And I know there's right. some who probably do, but like none of my black friends right. growing up, they never said like, "Hey, like you want to come over for Kwanzaa." Yeah. But so, but 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 that but like in school, we we actually acknowledged it, right? Like growing up in school, like you know, like like uh, right before your like your two week winter break. We would like go over like 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 you know, like we would do projects on like all the holidays like Thanksgiving like pro like you know like the teachers would hang up all the decorations but and they would talk about like the history of it all yeah but like, the thing of it is though is that it's not a real it's, so that means it's not a real holiday then isn't it no it is it's a real holiday it's recognized in America as a real holiday that's and then we talked about that too that's okay. another thing that's dope about America in a lot of ways you can create your own holiday and that shit would get. <laughs> Like pass and you can celebrate. No, but like no, it is. It's a real holiday. But isn't it a holiday that is trying to uh, Africanize itself? Like, isn't it trying to get grab inspiration from Africa and say we are an African holiday? It was. It's a pan. It's well. Am I? My understanding. It's a pan African. Yeah, a- African American holiday. Yeah, but right? Pan Africans tend to—they're all about wanting to go back to their country, right? Yeah. To their motherland, yeah, like yeah, Africa. All about Africa, yeah. and then be all about our people and like rebuilding, right? Yeah. Like that's what Pan Africanism, for the most part, exactly. is about. Yeah. Right? But, a lot, but a lot of the ideals usually are, they say uh, th- this is all from Africa. Go to Africa, right? Everybody's going to be thinking like this. Yeah. Everybody's going to want this in Africa, but nobody celebrates. And a Pan-African holiday, like Kwanzaa. This is why I will say, like, at Kwanzaa, from my understanding... That's even, interesting to This is what I'm, from my understanding. Kwanzaa is recognized as a, as a holiday, but it's not like a holiday where you can necessarily take off work, for the most part. Like, right. like Christmas and Thanksgiving, for the most part, companies are allowing you to not go to work, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Kwanzaa, it's like... Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is which is That's with like, a lot, okay. which is with which is with, which is with a lot of things black, right? Like we uh, acknowledge your presence, but like, uh. well, Martin Luther <laughs> King, we get a day off. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we're not, we're not I'm okay, but we're not. <laughs> yeah, that's. That, I find that very interesting too. I find that very interesting. How uh, we have to say that for another episode. Mm-hmm. Like, we acknowledge MLK. But yet Kwanzaa is one of those days where it's not necessarily like, because Kwanzaa, but I, I mean, I guess that kind of ties into Hanukkah too, though, right? Because Hanukkah is celebrated. Uh, well, Hanukkah is, so let's, let's, let's compare that with. with like, like they're recognized holidays, but they're not, what I'm saying is you can't necessarily take, you can't take off work from them. Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure your company, like if you put in the VPO, well, like the, the vacation, well, well, like the vacation the I, yeah, time yeah, and all that, and the, the PTO, yeah. they'll, let you, they'll allow you to like not come in, right? But what I'm saying is that like, like I'm talking about, like as like an organization, it's not going to be like a day that like everybody gets to not come in for work. That's what I'm saying. You know what's crazy? We had a so when I used to work at I don't want to say the name of the retail store, but when I used to work at this fresh organic retail store, you can say it. When I used to work there, there was a Jew who took a day off of work mm-hmm. because of Yom Kippur, right? Yeah, and it wasn't PTO. They allowed him to stay. Right? Home. Yeah, yeah. I've known a lot of people, and Yom yeah. Kippur. It was crazy that a lot of places allow you to take off for Yom Kippur. Like yeah. Yom Kippur. Like yeah. even, I think even, even at, even at my, school. Even I think school. even where I work, like Yom Kippur, like you don't work on Yom Kippur, or you can take it off, but it's definitely like recognized. Yeah. So that's just interesting. We'll, we'll probably get into that, but uh, not now. Yeah, holidays but, are interesting. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because no, uh, but I feel I feel like there's like real legit uh, context of why Yom Kippur and Hanukkah are usually celebrated. More, we should probably revisit and more that. relevance, and then Kwanzaa and everything else is kind of like, eh. We should probably revisit that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, like I don't think, I, and I'm just, I'm just gonna say, it, I don't think it's because of racism. I think it's something else that's a little bit more calculated than that. Wait, wait, wait. Say that you don't think it's because of racism. I don't because you have Yom Kippur, Hanukkah versus Kwanzaa and uh, you know MLK and a bunch of other African American uh, things that happen in America. Because I, I know some people are gonna say, well, it's because they don't like black people. Sure, I don't think that's why. I don't think that's the sole reason why. I think it's more to it than that. Yeah. But but at the same time, I, that's definitely a part. But you know, I, I just think it's, I just think it's very ironic, though. That's my point. Yeah, exactly. It's very ironic. It's very ironic. You know, it's so just, it's just weird. But, um, but um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. it would be something. But yeah, yeah. It's so good to clear that Kwan, up. yeah, yeah. But Kwanzaa is an African American holiday, right? Um, it was starting. Uh, it was first celebrated in 1966 mm. by uh, Dr. Karenga. Right, that's important to know. You know, Dr. Karenga, uh, um, and he created it after during the aftermath of the Watts riots, right? Um, which is very interesting. This is very right? recent shit. So it gave. So in here it says it gives blacks an alternative to the existing holiday and to give blacks an opportunity to celebrate themselves in their history, right? Which ties into the fact that it's like a pan African, you know. So that's why we don't celebrate, right? And then, and then, and then he also says like <laughs> rather than simply it's not to celebrate themselves in their history, rather than mm-hmm. simply. Uh, imitate the practice of the dominant society, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, so he, he, Dr. Kringer, he's, he's like a huge uh, figure in the black community, right? Super celebrated. Has, like, so light skin in the hill. So light skin in the hill. Why? Like, why? Yeah. Hey, but look, but I'm really it's, down for this cause. That's another thing. My friend from yeah. Nigeria, she said, like, you know, like, I'm all about black unity, but she's just saying, like, now she's growing up, like, the reason why we didn't celebrate because she's like, that wasn't, like, she said, "Like I'm being so serious. I didn't know about Kwanzaa until I moved to the United States." Yeah, and she said when people were, were like saying, "Like it's just like an actual thing," mm-hmm. she said, "Like I was shocked. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. you know." Now, she did say that. Like I asked her, "Like, like do most Africans celebrate that or do they acknowledge?" She's like, "She's like no, right?" And I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I, I asked her why. She's like, "I don't want to get into the reason why." She's like, "I want to respect." She's like, "I want to respect." Your views, but she said, like, in my opinion, a lot of Nigerians or, or a lot of people who are from the continent of Africa, right, like, mm-hmm. their their views about it are probably going to be a lot different for several different reasons. You know what's crazy? Right. That so. she said that? Because, uh, and I've had conversations about this, too. Not really with Africans, but people who've met, who've had African friends and stuff like that. There's a big contrast from Africans to African Americans. Like, when they migrate here. Like yeah. Like, I mean, I was, I was just, just a culture shock. Like, the... the, the like the mindsets that we think are from Africa, like that come from Africa, like like because there's a lot of there's a lot of pan African pan Africanism now in, mm-hmm. in 2020, right? And like Boris Kojo, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we like to sometimes think that Africans would be on board with this kind of stuff, yeah. And what's crazy is that when Africans, like actual Africans, migrate from Africa to America and hear all these things. It's like not only is it a culture shock, but it's like, what? No, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's quite it's quite interesting. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I mean, I was just telling the, I think I was telling you this. Or I was talking to somebody about this, like, and maybe one day we can get into it here. I kind of sometimes envy like a lot of the people who are from Africa because even like speaking with my friend who was telling me this, like mm. there's something to be said about like knowing your history and knowing where you come from, from like, mm-hmm. like since you were a child. Like, right. and it's that deep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I said like the biggest disadvantage about being African-American for the most part, like we have to recreate our history in a lot of ways. 
and relearn yeah. and, and the hunger for that is so right. huge and then relearning a lot of like the stuff that was taken away from us right yeah. like like our history is just slashed right yeah. like it's still there but it's like a lot of us don't know about our history because obviously obviously slavery it took away a lot mm-hmm. of our last names our original yeah. last names so we don't really know where we're from yeah. like we don't know what tribe unless like and that's 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 the next topic we'll get to right after this, like our twenty three and me and our ancestry. But yeah. like we don't, we literally don't know our tribes and all these different things of where yeah. we descended from in Africa. Right. Sometimes we don't even know what country we're from unless we do like a twenty three and me or an ancestry, sure. right? Which is very crazy to think about. And yeah. I and I I envy a lot of people who are from Africa because it's like they had some experience knowing where the fuck they were from, and more importantly, they had okay. like a lot of. Uh, history and traditions that they were that, that they were brought up with that we didn't have. So the self the self awareness of, yeah. of the identity. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I know they have their own issues, right? I know that yeah. there's like a lot of shit that that happens in Africa that good that we don't know about and stuff that we yeah. do know about, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think it's a, it's a, it's a very powerful thing as a as a culture and a humanity or as as human to beings to know where you come from. Mm-hmm. I think it drastically changes how you feel about people in general. Honestly, because I think a lot of the reasons why I was explaining this to, to a, a coworker of mine, because she was talking to me about, she was just asking me questions. We were just talking freely, right? And I was just like, I can't blame a, a, a kid who's who's growing up in the south side of Chicago. Him telling me like, dog, like I don't see myself living past like a certain age. And honestly, if I do die, I much rather die from the trigger, right? Like I've had somebody actually tell me that before, right? I can't blame them having that mindset like when you come up in an environment and you don't really know your your history and you don't have that uh you don't you don't understand the importance of the importance of having that much respect for your own culture and where you come from. Think about mm. that. In African in Af or in America, African Americans for the most for a decent amount of us, we weren't it wasn't super ingrained within the American society for us to um, when have a huge amount of respect for our own people because of how the system is set up. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you have respect? Oh, I, I see what you're Yeah, saying. how can you have respect? Yeah. How can you have respect? How can you ha- when have self-respect and then respect for your own people where the system, how the system is set up, all of us are like super like just struggling, mm-hmm. right? So how can I blame that kid for saying like, I don't see myself looking li- living past a certain age and blah 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 and yeah. and, and I much rather die <laughs> from from a trigger than from dying dying from like in my sleep or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. How can I blame that kid when he doesn't when he when most of us don't even know where we fucking come from? We don't have that respect of our own humanity because how the American system was set up and we haven't fixed we haven't we haven't uh, repaired what was done in this country so many years ago and that carries over generations and generations that carries over so now it's on us to recreate ourselves we have to recreate our history right we have to make new history of building that self-respect and that decency of wanting to respect our our, our brethren right and we're do- when we're doing that right we're doing a better job but at the same time i can't blame that individual who doesn't even want to do that right because he doesn't know where he comes from or she doesn't know where she comes from also right? oh, so he wouldn't know where to start exactly that's what i'm saying okay. i feel like in uh a lot of people who come from Africa, they have that, in my opinion, they have that leg up on us. In, the, in a lot of them, I'm not saying all of them do, but a decent amount of them have that leg up on us of knowing where they come from. Yeah. So, and I think that when you know where you come from, you're more inclined to want to stick together. You're more inclined to want to yeah. 
work sure. harder, a little yeah. bit harder, right? In a different way. So you're more inclined to want to get 10 steps yeah. ahead. Because, because it's, well, it goes back to that saying, when you know where you come from, you know where you're headed. Right. So and when you know, know better, you do headed. better. Exactly. Right? When you know better, you do better. Yeah. Whereas in, in America, mm-hmm. a lot of us are, you know, like I said, a lot of us were for generations we're still dealing with the remnants of slavery mm-hmm. and I'm not making it as an excuse. What I'm saying is that we all can definitely have our, we can get to our promised land, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, there's a lot of us because we don't know who, where we we've come from. They're not even, they're not even wanting to even have that conversation of wanting to think 10 steps ahead. Cause they, a, they don't know how, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't really know where they come from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how can you blame an individual for being like, you know, like shit, I'm not even thinking of getting past 25. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm, so if I do die, I'm going to try. Because my boss was asking me that, and, 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 and she's not black. And I was just thinking to myself, like, and that's why it's so complex talking about certain black issues because a lot of whites, they do know where the fuck they come from for the most part. Yeah. They weren't, you know what I'm saying? Even, even like, like for the most part, they know, they have, like, a history that you can trace where they they can and and more importantly they have they already have like a lot of structures in place that have helped them so this is so this you know is, what i'm saying that's so, why so this that's why it's so barrier. hard sometimes talking about like some of these issues with people who yeah, aren't so, black so, so this you know is what, what i'm saying this, this like, is where the barrier comes in when when you're talking about some like a non-black person who can't grasp that concept about cuz i know what you're saying about how like when a person says something like that it's like the typical response is what how yeah. what do you mean why can't you just all, like, yeah. why could you do How, this? Why could you just yeah. work hard? Yeah. It's like, so, so this is where the barrier comes in. Where when we talk, when we talk about lack of empathy, it's kind of one of those things where yeah. it's like and sympathy too. To be quite frank, yeah, uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's a certain level of sympathy. I'm, I don't want to like right, like, but yeah, like, yeah you want to have more empathy, empathy, than sympathy but yeah, empathy because yeah. the thing because this because this is this is where your skill kind of has to come in, right? Because by knowing that, but what you just said, by knowing that, like, if somebody came to me and talked like that. I'm not gonna go with the whole. Why don't you just do this? Why don't you do that? Because obviously, exactly. Because I see not, the guy lacks a mentor. Exactly. So yeah. I feel like God places a lot of people in certain positions to be a vessel mm-hmm. to help them succeed. Which is why you know when the time comes, and I do have enough resources. I want to help as many people like that as I can. But a lot of people who do have those resources or just have the knowledge, I feel like um, enough. There's enough self-absorption. To shave off, to hear a person like that talk and say, why do you feel like this? And then he can go in his story about how blah, 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 I never had this, never had that. And then instead of just telling him what he can do, try to show him where he can go. Give him give him some right. things for him to work on and so that way it can give him a little bit of hope. Because right. people who talk like that are hopeless. Right, exactly. They literally have no sense of purpose exactly. in their life. Yeah. And I feel like when you have a, per- a per- when you have a purpose within yourself and you see somebody who doesn't have no purpose, you can give them a little bit of light to right. show them, look, I see you have no purpose. Yeah. Let me help you for these next 10 minutes show you how to find your purpose. Right. Instead of just saying, go find your fucking purpose. Yeah. Just find a purpose. <laughs> right. You know, and I think that's where. <laughs> right. And I think that. That's bar- a good point. And I yeah. think that barrier right now, well, I mean, with black and whites, is that um, some white people, not all, but some white people think, you know, just find your purpose. I did it. You can do it too. Right. And, <laughs> and black people are saying, you know. I would find my purpose if you wasn't in my way. Yeah. Instead of just kind of like having an honest conversation with enough empathy in to be like, look, I have like because because right now everybody is not being humble enough to just say, look, I need help. Right. Let me help you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's more like you know, feel sorry for me. 
I don't want to feel sorry for you. Right. And now we're talking. It's like super divided. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, we're losing a lot of self-awareness where it's like everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this guy can grow up with money. And that's fantastic. But sometimes and I think that this is why a lot of the distaste in people who have a lot of money, like rich people comes from just them thinking that. You know, I have all I have all this money because my dad worked hard. So yeah. just work as hard as him. And it's like, dude, <laughs> first of all, if your dad was talking to me, I'm pretty sure his attitude would be a lot different because he did all the work. Right. You just grew up with the money. Right. So you you're not in the position to tell me to work hard, bro. You haven't right. worked hard any day in your life. But congratulations, you have all your money. And more importantly, you had a father figure teaching you those yeah, things, exactly. showing you that example. Yeah, right? and, and a yeah. lot of people who ha- who are born in that kind of stuff forget the struggle to get that kind of money because everybody has a story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some some are more fortunate than others. But to your point, you know, people like that, you know, I would say. You know, people like 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 who like people who have no purpose like guys who grow up in rough neighborhoods. Oh, and they're saying like, oh, I don't see, yeah, I, like, I don't yeah. see myself in five years doing yeah. God knows what. No, I'm too old to do yeah. this, you know. Yeah, I whatever. think it's important to empathize with those people, but I think it's all. No, I do. No, I personally do. No, no, you right? Do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just feel like to, to guys to, to people who like, think, like my coworkers or like when people say like, um, yeah, like with, with your coworker who who has these questions about why can't you just do this? Yeah, do that. You know what I'm saying? Ask questions. Yeah, let him tell his story. And then instead of trying to like just act, try to ask questions for him, you know, work with him. That, to, but that's the issue. But that's the issue right there, though. So many people aren't willing to. Li- Remember, I told you yeah, this. Self absorbed. Yeah, I and told you this. Should. Like uh, the issue with the world is that not enough people question other people's experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Like and I could break it all. And I think that's a gift that you, I have because yeah. I've never been that person to just be like, "Why can't you just do this?" Like, yeah, yeah. I, I see people do that and, and listen and believe them. Yeah, right? and and, and when I, usually when I see that, I feel really, really bad for the other person, not the yeah. person saying that, but the yeah. person who has no hope because what they don't understand, what that person doesn't understand, is that you're literally dimming out the light within them. Like yeah. they're literally this. This is their way of saying. I, but I let's just help. what I'm saying is let's say like what I'm saying. Say, let's just say. Because this is the thing, like I've known a lot of people who volunteered for non for profits and do done a lot of things like in right. the inner city, but yet they still are like, I don't like. This is the thing. I know the world is isn't always going to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people who volunteer and, do, and are part of these non for profits, they see a lot of this stuff, right? They see like yeah. a lot of the poverty and the homelessness and mm-hmm. the areas that are infested with drugs, but yet they're like, how come they just can't work hard? After they've been on, they're still just like, how come they just can't work? You know, mm-hmm. yes, that's a very valid point. But at the end of the day, though, like to your point, like you have to have a lot more empathy, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not mm-hmm. just as simple as why can't they work hard? That right. why yeah. about why they're not working hard has a lot to do with some of those things I just mentioned in, in regards of just knowing your own, yeah. where you come from. You know what I'm saying? Knowing your people. And I'm not saying like, like tomorrow, America can just bring. No, no, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. Like, but what I'm saying is that it's it, it, it down from generations. Yeah, like, by not having that starting point. Yeah, it's kind of like. Um, I personally think that if a lot more people were empathetic towards people from backgrounds like that and actually verbalized it. Yeah, this world would be a lot better. I feel like, like I said, the issue 
uh, I love Kendrick Lamar. He says conversation rules the nation, and I love. And sure. somebody actually else quoted that, but Kendrick Lamar just put it in a song. But it's sure. so true, like, and it's poetic justice. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> poetic justice, you know, conversation rules the nation. No, but for real, like, not enough people have conversations with one another. That's why I think, yeah. like, sometimes when it's you see of videos of like a black dude rapping with like a white dude, it goes like viral, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the white dude, even though he shouldn't, who say like the N word, but like. You know, they're like there's like this video of this this old white dude and this black dude, this young black kid. They were rapping um, "Rich as Fuck" by Two Chains and Lil Wayne, and went viral. Oh, right. The white dude said the n word. Oh, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it went viral. Yeah. But but, the, but the, now outside of the white dude saying the n word, but this is one thing I do love about the video because I don't. That's the only part I don't like. But the one thing I do love about the video is that. Obviously, there's a connection with two people from two completely different backgrounds. Language, sh- right. And, and more importantly, you could tell that they've gotten to know one another. Right. right? Like that that happiness that you see in that video, you could tell they've gotten to know one another. They probably right. shared each other's stories. And they're all about just, I feel like, but that, I think the, the, the only way you can get to a point of wanting to do a song like that together is that you kind of have to have some kind of a level of empathy and understand where this person is coming mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Whether you agree or disagree. I feel like a lot of people... In this world, when they come from different backgrounds, they're not willing to put themselves in positions to speak and to listen right. and to believe a lot of people's experiences. Yeah, like, I mean, I shared this with you. Like, not enough men uh, listen and question a lot of women's experiences and listen to them and believe them. And I feel like there's a lot of people from different races who don't listen to opposing or different races, listen to them, understand them, believe them. And and act upon it, right? I feel like it's. I, I'm just. I'm just being real. I feel like. And I feel like w- once we get to the and it's no different with classism, right? The rich listening more to what the the, the poor and the struggling are going through, and vice versa. Like I feel like when we get to a point like that, of course the world is always going to have its imperfections. We'll be a better place, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I truly feel that way. Like because I I've my life has changed dramatically, like drastically after I've had conversations with people who are completely different than i am right yeah. i've shared my story and was to let them the only reason why they've listened to and understood my story because i've had to be the one to break the ice and be like look this is where i come from yeah. and then turn like me showing that vulnerability they in turn show show me their vulnerability and the only reason why i think like a lot of like because like i hate that i'm like the black guy where all like the white people can go to sometimes <laughs> i'm being honest it's cool and the, this is why I hate it. No, I, I, no, the only reason I'm saying that, the only reason I'm saying that, because I feel like, like I feel like I'm, I'm the token. Yeah, it's patronizing. It's not patronizing. It's just like, how come you can't just do this to the other black people too? And the reason why that is because they, they don't see them as being worth talking to sometimes, or wanting to listen to. You know, does that make sense? Like they would talk to me and you. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I have a hard time thinking that they would talk to one of our cousins who, who you know, well, a few of our cousins. Well, to be honest with you, if, we, if we're being real, I wouldn't talk to my cousins either. No. <laughs> I, okay. There's but, a point to that. But you get what I'm saying. I that like, saying, but like, yeah. But we're all human beings at the end of the day. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, okay. So you're talking about as far as like just... In a in a getting to know each other type of type of not way. just getting to know each other but like knowing their story knowing about why they might yeah. have certain mindsets yeah okay so why they might have certain yeah. mindsets about things okay. like because I feel like it's 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 an easy kind of well maybe it's not an easy kind of but for okay. somebody but like 
how come how can we do things the way this or how can we have this mindset okay, or so why is why why do people you associate with yeah. or whatever have these mindsets so, so I, but they feel the need to come yeah. they feel like it's okay to talk to me about it because obviously i'm way i guess i'm i'm i look like the guy who's open to having that conversation but even if i was a guy who didn't look open to having that conversation well i i, I think it's more to it to it than that i think not only are you open to that to having that conversation i think you bring a lot of uh, a lot of nuance to the table. Yeah, and that's a, and that's a very that's yeah because not everybody has like that. like every, yeah. not everybody is articulate enough to, to yeah to, to speak in a in a in a, in a self awareness type of way where you're not just giving surface level answers. You know, because because everybody wants to find a solution to a complex problem, and to bring a solution to a complex problem, we have to get complex with the solutions sometimes and get deep with it. And right. a lot of people can't do that. And with black people, you know, some of us have that ability to be on that on that on that on that self awareness level and say, "Look, there are things happening to our communities, but there's this and that and this and that and the other." Without bringing up racism and all the other shit that we all hear in our everyday lives, you know, but bringing up something else besides those things to find a solution. Right. And I think when when somebody that like when a when a non white person comes along and sees that within a black person, it, it, they can relate to that. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't, at, at, at first they don't they don't expect it. And then when they see that, that it's right in front of their face, they can then internalize it as, this, oh, so this is a person. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little patronizing when they say, oh, so as a black person you think like this and you... It's not patronizing. I, I really don't think it's... I'm just saying like, I guess, it's just, I guess it's kind of me being self-absorbed, I guess. It's one of those things like, how come I understand this and you don't, and then I have to recollect, like, oh, yeah, it's because I'm, I'm a black person, I'm in the culture, and I have, yeah. I have friends and yeah. family who are actually this way, right? Yeah. And I've spoke, I've spoken to them, right, as a black man to black man or black mm-hmm. man to black woman, whatever, yeah. right? And I've really heard their stories, and I've and I've taken them in, literally listened, understood it, grasped it. Oh, and you're it. saying, how come they can't just do the same yeah. thing? Yeah. So, yeah. And I get it because they're, they're not really in the culture, but even though they're not in the culture, I think, like, a lot more people, because I've met, well, my point is I've met woke white people i no, met woke I, yeah. I, I met woke white people yeah, are, yeah. that's what i'm saying that's my point like i yeah. met woke white people and not just white people middle eastern people latino yeah. people who like are very aware of like what's going on like they're like yeah, yeah i know yeah. you know you show them these things like yeah i know you're right right and then some white people are like but why and some people who aren't more like like but why is it that you just i mean it's like how do you not? You know what I'm saying? Well, it's because just, they're not woke for the sake of being, you know, uh, helpful. They're woke for the sake of just getting black points. Yeah, right. Yes, okay, like, yes. That's, that's what it comes it across. They, they, they you just woke for the sake of body black points. Yes. They keep coming to the barbecue. That's why. Yes. You're not really trying to be helpful. You're right. just trying you, to be in tune. Yeah, you're trying you know? to like low key get to the cookout. Doesn't yeah. even necessarily yeah. mean you're gonna because, get in. Yeah, yeah. Like, like with me and that you. That is so true. Like, like with me and you, like we're this is what we're doing right now. We're trying to. We want to share the low with our communities right. when, when, to, when, when it gets to that point that allows us to do that. Most folks just want to just take in the money, you know, run with the success and say, this is my legacy. And that's fine. Yeah. But when it comes to like. And that's so crazy. Yeah. Because some uh, it kind of ties back into like charities and, 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 not, and 
volunteering I, I know like a lot of people they just want to volunteer just to say i volunteer but like are you really volunteering because you really want to help these kids that's what i'm saying and, and you know what i'm saying and like and yeah. get them into so better so situations of you success good, you look good at, in front of your grandma and say look i volunteer for these for these communities. i donate it yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> well, i help these people but yeah. like do you but it's all about your purpose like you said like where's your yeah. heart at and like listening yeah. and understanding and yeah yeah but I, I would say there are some people, you know, I don't want to just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Are, there are some people who are non-white who actually are taken in that there are struggles in this world and actually know how to have those conversations with people. There are people who, they, right. they, they do know how to do it. I just know, like, I know what you're saying. It's funny when this person who claims to be so woke reacts like that, like, why don't you just get a job? Right. I know there's, there's black problems. I know the black <laughs> and black crime, yeah. but why could you just do this and d- do that? And this yeah. is like. You're so woke, huh? Yeah. You so woke. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I get you. All yeah. right. Fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's really what it boils down to. Cause yeah. it's like, like, like I said, like it's crazy. Like how, like, there's some people who just get it. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, not, it's, it's not that. It's kind of my. It's the thing is, it's kind of my issue with with Candace Owens in a way. Because yeah. Because here's the thing. I, I, she knows. The, pro- the problems that's going on. Yes. She, and obviously she knows. The, ish, the issue that I have with her, and I like Candace Owens. I'm not going to, I don't hate Right, because I don't hate Candace I like, Owens. I like like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not one of those people where I'm just like, fuck Candace Owens. No, 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 I don't know. Like, 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 I like she make, she's good. At, some, to yeah, some, some, she, she makes, makes some good of, points. Yeah, some I, points she makes. Yeah. Sometimes she says stuff in my opinion, like I said, that doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, I don't agree with everything she says. Right, right. I don't agree with anything The issue that I have is that, for one, she's very aggressive in her demeanor. And two, the aggression comes from that attitude of, why can't you just do this? Why can't you just do that? And see, my my, my that's issue with her where is completely, you lose a lot of the people who don't have mentors. See, my issue is is completely different. My issue with Candace is that she relies too much on data. And if, don't get me wrong, numbers are important, but like I feel like sometimes data doesn't predict. Uh, successes and failures accurately all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, I, perfect example, and I, this is like a horrible analogy, but it's like this is like the way to think about it. Like in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. There's a LeBron James, and then there's a James Harden. <laughs> no, I mean real shit. Some people yeah. are gonna be, some people are gonna be like James Harden is like the best that's basketball player ever because look at his stats. No, that's the same. Look at his stats. Yeah. But James Harden has never once been to the finals. Yeah. LeBron James, there's been times where his stats, like for the most part, Look even like though it was top five, yeah. sometimes LeBron James, he might have he, a year he where has he's, a bad season. Yeah, he might have he won't make the MVP. Yeah, he might have a year where he's not number one in scoring or you. number one in assists. But you. he's always going to the finals and he's winning yeah. championships. Yeah. That's my issue with Candace so, yeah, Owens. The, the lack of, okay, yeah, she relies so much on data, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that she uh neglects Speaking on things where it's like the nuances that are really plaguing our community. Yeah. yeah, like the nuances that are really there. Because cause some things uh, you can't see on paper. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Some things you just can't yeah. see on paper. Yeah. So I feel like that's my issue with her. It's like she relies too much on data. And then it, to top it all off, like she's so, like I said, she's so pro Trump that I feel like she kind of forgets some of those nuances. Or she doesn't share them publicly, right? Mm-hmm. Or she will, but she'll, or, like, or she'll, maybe she, she'll discount maybe them. Maybe because she's around a lot of. Trump supporters right. who like that that nuanced skill. Should like discount, she, she, yeah. yeah. Okay. Should discount them. So that's okay. what I'm saying. Like if, if like if, if she, continue using your data points, like because they're definitely very valid and they're important. Yeah. But at the same time, there's some things that like data doesn't really uh, yeah. prove, right? Yeah. No, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A data point can't necessarily show what it feels like walking down the street in front of yeah. uh, a police officer. Yeah. 
You can't show that on she paper. Would, she, would, she would say, don't do things that get you in front of the police in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, it's not going to always show you, yeah. like, what it's like to be in. Now, I can tell you right now, just from a person who doesn't. I mean, I don't do a lot of, I don't do criminal shit at all. And right. I can tell you right now from that, from that, just that talking point alone, that that's trash. Yeah. Because. But she does make a lot, like some <laughs> points that she does make are important to our community yeah. in terms of rebuilding. Yeah. Like I said, like, even though like, I don't agree with, for the most part, a lot of the things she, that she says, she, I do think that she mm-hmm. does make important points that uh, yeah. I think that are important. Like yeah. when she starts speaking on things that I think, I think most of, I think most of her points though, they, they, they come in retaliation to the, the shit that she gets though. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, fair, and that's another thing. There's a, yeah. lot, there's a lot of 20 yeah. something college kids that, you know, bob her and try to cancel her on Twitter and do all this shit. And they, they, they use a lot of points that come from emotion and, by her bringing up data and things like that, that's her way to kind of like nip it in the bud with them. Like, uh, you you college kids, shut the fuck up. Here's my data that proves that you're wrong. And I think that inst- the problem with that is that everyone is seeing this. People who do understand what nuance is, they see that data and be like, oh, you really don't care about black folks. And which is not the case. Obviously, she cares about black folks. But I yeah. think that by doing, by, by retaliating to these people verbally and, and kind of like coming off like, you know, their mother and stuff like that, it kind of loses the, the 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 point that she really trying to is, which is we need to bring black people to black people together and get us to being back to independent and, and progressing in, in the smart ways and not being so uh, victimized to ourselves. Um, but like I said, it it's uh, uh, had she had the like you said, the, I feel like she doesn't the, care about all black folks. What do you mean? I truly don't think. I mean, that's just my opinion, just based off some of the things yeah, that but, she said. Yeah, but what do you mean? I think she literally only cares about. Like, cause some some would argue that Candace Owens, the way she speaks, is tough love, right? Yeah, I would say that I think she only cares about black people who are, in, in her mind, doing a, a good job at not being the stereotype, the quote unquote. But all the black other black mm-hmm. folks who are like. I guess on like on welfare and not you know mm-hmm. who probably aren't in the best positions to be as contributing to society to her standards. Mm-hmm. I feel like she doesn't really care as much about. It. She's more like, this is your bed. You make, you lay in it. This is what you deserve. And don't now don't b- blame the left or the right for why you you're having your problems. So yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I, I feel like she she in in some ways she's for black people. I wanted to believe that, but I truly don't think that she definitely. Like when you say like she cares about black people, I, I definitely don't think it's all of them. That's just my opinion. Okay, so I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't think. No, I, no. I think a lot of people would agree with me that I don't think she cares for no, all. No, black no, no. That's, that's, which is that's a popular opinion. Like which they, is another yeah. re- issue that I have yeah. with her. Like she doesn't come across as a person where she cares about all black people. Okay, in my so opinion. okay, so do you do you think that folks like that who think like that uh, tune into her services, like watch her shows, read her books? And actually, uh, kind of goes down or Candace rabbit hole of where she's actually coming from. Wait, say that. Wait, you're saying do I do you, do you think the people who think that she doesn't care about black folks, yourself included, do you think that they watch her show? No. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's the problem because they're not watching what she actually is about. Well, no, 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 no. But I'm not saying like, look, this is what I'm saying. That's see, you hit the you hit the nail out of, off the coffin. A show, yeah. right? No, but but I mean, but like, no, no, no. Like, let me finish. Let me finish. But let me, Candace but let me finish. Show. Let me finish though. Mm-hmm. A show. Mm-hmm. That's my point though. I feel like Candace d- says and does a lot of things for a show. 
right? Yes. She says a lot of things to grab people's attention and to make them jump up and down and clap for her. That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm not saying that like she doesn't have like a lot of very provocative talking points without a very valid. What I'm saying is that like from her actions, in my opinion, and some of the things that she's just blatantly said out loud to like to the public, like yeah. like said out loud with like yeah. a complete disregard. Yeah. It's very, 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 very at a hundred more times very hard for me to believe that she cares about all black. Okay, people. yeah. So so yeah, this and this is where my problem comes in. With her when she does things like that, because like I've actually seen uh, like solo acts of her when she's not combating somebody, she's just literally talking about what her goal is. When I see her do things like on Instagram or make a video, things like that, I know that's just for her brand. She knows that. But that, that's inconsistency. I, I, no, no, it's it's more disingenuous. Like I know when she, right. I know when she does that. I know that she's just trying to get some attention because that's what her brand is. It's I'm pissing black people off, and I know that that's not helpful. I know that's not helpful. The thing is, though, is that by seeing those things and understanding that it's not helpful, what I decide to do sometimes is see, what the fuck were you talking about? You know, it's kind of like I'm, I'm kind of like the guy with the camera yeah, and yourself. being like, okay, that was great. Come here, Candace. What the fuck were you talking about? What do you mean, like George? Yeah. Fox? What the fuck? No, 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 no. That's and, that's and that and that's that's my that's, that's my metaphor of me kind of like I said going down kind of like a rabbit hole, of seeing where she was. I didn't read her book yet. Look, look, I, look. I'm, I'm look, look. I do plan on one of these days. Uh, reading more Candace Owens, like like the mm. book she's 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 wrote and listening because yeah. I've listened to a decent amount of her interviews, a decent amount. Yeah, right. Not all of them, but with, with who? With who? I saw her panel on with Black Mike or Killer Mike and uh, Ti. I saw her. That was horrible. I've seen it. It was great, but it was it's it's, it's a no, horrible, no 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 no. I, I saw the full thing. I didn't hit. No, I, 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 I saw the full did, thing. I'm just saying, I know I saw the whole thing. I'm just saying that I saw some of her. That's that's. The I saw some of her Joe Rogan. Of her. I saw some of her Joe Rogan interviews. I saw some of the clips she's put up online. I saw mm. her I, her her uh, her uh, when she was at court. What was that? The Supreme Court or whatever. When she was going against uh, when she was defending her views against like. Uh, uh, anti oh, yeah, anti-nazis uh, yeah. and all that other stuff like i saw some of that okay um that was a long that was a long video though so I, you, I saw okay so, so you, haven't watched, this, you haven't watched the show the candace Owens show no but just you just hear me out okay. though okay. even after me even after i like if if i were to go down a rabbit hole and listening to all of candace owens mm-hmm. which i have no problem doing mm-hmm. i still feel like even though i'll have a better understanding as to who she is right mm-hmm. and why she thinks the way she thinks it's still gonna be very hard for me to think that she's. It's gonna be very hard for me to think that she's for all yeah. black people. I, I understand. Like I said, I I'm a, I'm gonna say this again about what Malcolm X said, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard. You, we can't put our we can't put huge faith in some of these black celebrities because of the fact that yeah. when they're being paid for these from these white organizations, yeah, yeah. How can they be honest? And more importantly, how can how can they be accurate with the information that presenting when they're getting yeah. paid from these white? Yeah, Candace Owens and is from I, the right. Yeah, and that, that's you know what I'm saying she's pro Trump, very, very pro well, Trump. A, which is, which is, I don't have a problem with a person being pro Trump, but what I'm saying is that when you say some of the things that Candace has said about the black community in the fashion that she said it in, yeah, it's going to be very hard for me to not have that mindset of, but Candace, like, who's who's employing you? But, but that's that's what I'm saying. That's that's why I have the criticize the criticisms that I have, which is right. I'm know. gonna listen to her because I know, like I said, I I know she she's good at making some points valid, not all of them, 
And I like to be a critical thinker. But at the same time, Candace Owens is I, I'm being so serious. I don't think that she's for all I, black I, I people. Understand. I really don't. I, no, I, I, can, I, can I really understand. don't. Do you think that she's for all black people? Yes. The thing is, though, I just think I feel like because she's Candace Owens brand, I feel like if she was just Candace Owens, who I know from high school. It would be easier to defend her, but because she's Candace Owens, the brand, okay. Candace Owens showing the books, it's hard to say. It's hard to prove that she's one hundred percent. Just because, even though she says she's for all blacks, she would she would do something. In my in my opinion, she would do something that would uh, contradict uh, the look of that. Like yeah. she was, she would do something that's like you're for all black people, but you're not listening to what this person who comes from the neighborhood has to say. Oh, but he, all he has to do, you know, and she and she has that demeanor where it's like now you're creating those wall again. Well, and not just well, not just that. I feel like Candace. It's not just the approach, Pat. I think Candace, if she. So when I say is she for all black people, what I'm speaking of, so Malcolm X. Yeah, if I, what's your what's your when, you when I say for all black people, I, I what I mean like by all black people. What or? I mean by that is that like, of course, the world would never be perfect, mm-hmm. but when I, when I say be for all black people, you're you're in a when you're in a power a position of power, right? Mm-hmm. And you're doing everything you can. Well, not everything you can, but you're doing everything within your within your control to. For the betterment of black people, regardless of their situation, sure. right? They can be that hustler on the corner or that that person who's broken mm-hmm. emotionally, whatever. Yeah. You're, you're for them. You're, you're, you're trying. You want to see them succeed, and and you want. But Candace, in my opinion, she has a filter with that. I feel like mm. she's more because I and I get why some people may not want to have that mindset. They're like, why should I just support a, a person just because they're black? Right? Mm-hmm. Why should I just support? Well, I'm not like that. I feel like I feel like more people honestly do need to support other, at least black people. We do need to sometimes support just one another just because we're black. I truly believe that. Right? Because of of our uh, our predicaments here in America, a lot of people would disagree with that. No, right? but no, okay. So I'm saying Candace, in my opinion, has a filter with that. I think Candace is one of those people where it's like, well, <laughs> if you're not doing X, Y, and Z, then you know, mm. who who who's to blame? Okay, so let me, let me ask you a question. And I'm not saying self accountability is an important thing, but you, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, sure. So, like, and, and, and to add on to my point, Malcolm X kind of talked about this, like, in the beginning of his book, and I'm always bringing yeah. it back to Malcolm, right? right? Malcolm X talked about it when he was growing up in Michigan, how you would see some blacks who they look down on other black people, right? You would see blacks who lived in the suburbs looking down on some of the blacks who were mm-hmm. uh, from the gutter, like like he was, like him and his, his, his brothers and his mom and his dad were from, right? Mm-hmm. They were like, they would go to like all the bars and and all the they would have the corporate job working for the white man, but they would look down upon certain blacks and they would and they would show that with with how they not only they would speak but how they would dress and how they would be so quick to correct the person who was coming from the gutter. Right, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Candace Owens reminds me of the person where she's not necessarily from the gutter, but she's looking. Da- she looks looking down on people. Who yeah, are, okay. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying it's it's so hard for me to believe a person. Is for all our people when she comes across. No, that that's way. my same criticism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I share that same. I'm not, and I'm not saying, and, and, and I'm not saying that like she doesn't have any valid points, but like you are, I, I feel like you are how you treat people, and how more importantly, like you're a reflection with how you treat people. So what? Right? Okay, so so what do you think? Uh, okay, so, you're, so and that's why Malcolm was so celebrated because Malcolm was literally for all all black people. That's why I fuck with some him so heavy. I mean, like, then I mean now he was before he passed, but 
Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But okay, so so um, so are you saying? So correct me if, and correct me if I'm wrong. This could be yeah. I could be literally just talking out waves here. Yeah. But you're saying that um, after you just explain what your definition of, of of all black people, you don't think that she's for the blacks, uh, quote unquote, in the gutter. She's only for the blacks who are. Um, I'm not going to have. I don't want to overgeneralize it, even though I did say some very generalizing things. This is what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, but but yeah, I think that I think Candace is for a certain demographic, and that's it. And it's not all black people. Yeah, I think like like within the black community, she's she's only she's only out of all the hundred percent, she's only looking to help out sixty five percent of them. And those sixty five being the ones who are that she that she deems that she deems are worthy of helping. Interesting. I don't. I don't see her being the person like. No, I can understand. That. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like and I and that's why. I because, lo- because because when she because the thing of it is is that because with me, when I see somebody who I know comes from a different environment than I do, and I know they have no money. Yeah. I don't talk to them like that. Right. I say, look, what's going on? Exactly. They, and they, they, and they, more they importantly, gripe, and then once they done griping, I say, okay, well, this is what you can do. And more importantly, uh, you're not going to say stuff out in public that will make. People just want to dismiss you. You know, I'm reading this book right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. I right. feel like because and that's her brand of pissing off black yeah. people. Yeah. That's why sometimes, that's my criticism. Like, sometimes you come off disingenuous when you do that, but then on your show, you say, and you know what's so you messed want up? all black people to think this and think you that. You know what's so messed up about Candace Owens? And this is going to sound really like like a fucked up thing, you know, for me to say. Mm. Candace Owens is actually like a cute girl. Of course she's cute. And, oh, and what's so messed up about it? <laughs> yeah, she fine. After she said some of the stuff that she said, it's com- it's com- I'm gonna right say right now, it's a complete turn off. And I know she don't care, but I'm just saying like it's it's like that just goes to show you, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, this, but this is why, I'm and this is why it's a, you you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so, so this is this is it's a, it's just a complete yeah, like. So this, oh is, my God. so this is why I brought up the whole. And, but hold on, but hold on, but let me let me bring it, and, 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 but let me bring it back to to this point. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what was I saying? Like with like so. I'm reading this book right now called The Snowball or Snowball by Warren Buffett, right? And I'm okay. in the beginning. I just started. This is, I li- this is a new book? No, no, this is an old book. It's, 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 like, it's, just, it's just like his best book, though. Like everybody, anybody who you listen to who talks about Warren Buffett, they say read Snowball, right? I'm, I'm already started it uh, yesterday and I'm already on chapter seven, right? And it's really good so far. Um, is it on Audible? Huh? Is it on Audible? Yeah, yeah, it's on Audible. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm already on chapter seven, and one of the first things they talk about, because uh, Warren he does this big commencement speech for I forget who he's doing it for, but it's for like it's going over the stock market, right? And he's giving his 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 thoughts on technology and basically wh- where he thinks like people are lacking in terms of understanding the market. Anyway, one of the thing, first things they bring up is like his background and like how his, his parents were, were from Omaha, Nebraska, and how they were raised. And he, Warren was people don't know he was born. During the Great Depression, right? Yeah, and that's part of his background, right? right. And uh, and they speak on how now, like n- now that he's made all his billions, right? And like mm-hmm. as he's getting out the car to go to this commencement speech, he's about to do to speak on the stock market. How he is so genuine and like what's crazy is that like all the press they're always coming up to him, asking for pictures and autographs, and knowing what he thinks about this, that, and the third about the stock market. Mm-hmm. But yet he composes some, himself in a way where. He is so respectable, and he wants people to like like him. Like he doesn't want people thinking he's an asshole because he has this guy who he he works with. I forget the guy's name off the top of my head. He he literally travels with him all the time. Snowball, you said. Yeah, snowball. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and he travels with him all the time. This guy is known for being more of like a dick, for better or for worse, right? With how he speaks, the right? The guy he travels with? Yeah, the guy he travels with. They're like best friends. They're like best friends. I forget the guy's name. It'll come to me because I've seen him in some of mm. Warren Buffett's interviews. Uh-huh. But basically, this guy has more of a reputation of being like, like a dick. Warren Buffett is, is a person where how he's composed himself of, is being an individual who uh, he wants people to to respect him at the end of the day and to know that he cares they, they, and he be wants, genuine. Oh, so he wants to, he wants his humanity he, to stay intact. Yeah, like he, he, he Warren, Warren Buffett has gone above and beyond to make people make sure that people knows that like at the end of the day, like I care about what you I, I care about what you have to say. Yeah. I'm gonna respect you. I'm not gonna be a dick, right? Yeah. And I feel like. Candace Owens had that golden opportunity, and she still does in a lot of ways, of being – and I'm not saying I'm looking for everybody in the world to be like Warren Buffett in terms sure. of like – but like just being a decent human that being. That example with, goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. That, that, it says, like I said, Warren Buffett is the richest motherfucker yeah. of like all time. Like yeah. he could easily be an asshole. Yeah. Like honestly, he has, he has fuck you money. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like if a lot of people, I'm not gonna lie. If I had Warren Buffett's money, I don't know if if I, if I wouldn't be an asshole. So, so all that attention. So my point is this: like manners go a long way. And Candace Owens, like the way that she she said certain things, mm-hmm. and at the time that she said certain things, like what mm-hmm. happened with George Floyd, and even with a few other people, like it's just been so utterly disrespectful. So yeah. It's just like I you know I hear I hear that. So this is but this is what I this is this is what I said. This is what I did. That George Floyd thing did piss me off. It did piss me off. And after that was when you no, know, because this is the thing. Candace Owens has been out for for a while. She's been out a long time. When I was in college, bro, and it was it was like commonly known that this is the bitch that we hate. Like Candace Owens ain't for the barbecue. Like that's the bitch that needs to stay away. We're not gonna call women bitches. We're gonna call no, them. No, I'm, I'm just saying that was the, the yeah, that was the mob the that yeah. I was I was a part yeah. of because she was. But like, we we love our black queens out here. Though, you know. What I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that was the thing. And then when the George Floyd thing came out, uh, it did piss me off. It did piss me off. But I had to remember that I'm not the same thinking Patrick that I was. Back then, where yeah, listen I, to I, her, I but just know that she's probably not for all black people. Right? No, yeah. no, no. But here's the thing, though. So ever since that black Floyd, that black uh, that George Floyd, black Floyd, uh, the George Floyd uh, situation happened, I start going into videos to see what she's about. I I listen to her show. I don't read all of her books. I didn't even read her newest one um, yet, but just to get a sense of what the hell she's going on, because everybody's saying she's this, she's that, and the other. And and yeah, I, I went, and I went on her yeah. show because I felt like. What she was saying was so polarizing and just so uh, not something that I would say. It's like, how do you have a show? And how do people like you? Well, well, how do the, people listen to you? Well, how this, does Killer Mike say that but, he respects you? But this, but this is, so, but, but no, but this is. But, 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 but let me finish. Let me finish. So after I watch her show and see what she's about and understand what her goal is, the first thing was, is the first thing I thought was that, God damn it, I can't believe I'm agreeing with both of what you're saying. Then the second thing I thought of was that why can't people be on board with this kind of logic? Because it it all makes sense. And then when she starts coming out with the Instagram videos and the Twitter and the tweet the tweets and all that kind of stuff, I realized that there's a there's there's a problem. Your brand is inconsistent with what your sole goal is. And I think that's on purpose. May I could be wrong. No, I think it's on purpose too. Okay, yeah, but what it is is that um, her goal. I, th- I feel like those videos 
or to piss people off, to, to piss black people off. Maybe make them think, maybe to provoke blacks into thinking differently, but mostly it, it pisses black people off. And her demographic, I mean, you say it's probably 65% of the black folks. Her demographic is mostly people your age and my age, like middle, like middle, mid twenties right. and up. Right, because she's she's my age, like she's like a, like a year. I no, think no, no, year. no. She's like she's like thirty two. No, no, no. She's, Candace Owens is like like younger than you. No. Oh no, she might be a little. No, no, no. I'm gonna look at her. No, right no, no. Now. I think, yeah, you, you might be Candace, right. Candace Owens, yeah. last time chick is like my age. Actually, no, you might be right. I think she is your age. Yeah, she might be your age. Um, yeah. So by her do. Oh, oh, well. So she's she's a year older than you. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I realized that. The, she was creating this wall, this invisible wall, with her in, in between her and, and black folks, which was like I'm all for black folks, but at the same time, why can't you just you know get a, like that lack of empathy was still there, and a lot of folks who are that age who are not going to watch her show because of the videos that they see and the interviews they see, who choose not to watch her show, are the ones going to be sitting there telling, creating this echo chamber of Candace Owens is for black folks, which is why I think it, it's important to kind of do your own research and kind of just go down a rabbit hole yourself. Because here's the thing. I used to hate Candace Owens. And then after I went down and kind of saw what she was actually about, I don't hate Candace Owens. I don't love Candace Owens, but I like her. I'm like, Ken, I'm like Killer Mike. I like Candace Owens. Yeah, she's cool. I like Candace Owens. Do I love Candace Owens? Like, oh my, like, no. No, I don't. But I, I, honestly, I don't I, know what kill. I never heard once Killer Mike say he liked. No, he, he said it on the. He said it on the panel. He said, "Look, I like Candace Owens. I don't agree with everything she's saying, but I like Candace." No, Owens. I, I don't remember that. I remember him saying, um, "Listen, y'all, I get that some of y'all may disagree because she was getting booze from the crowd." No, she was. And I remember Killer Mike was like, "Listen, y'all, I get that y'all, y'all, y'all don't." Y'all don't really rock with her like that, but the sister has a has some important stuff to say. Yeah, she does. And we yeah. wouldn't have brought her, yeah. no, brought but, her on no, here. No, but, but here's the thing. He has a level of respect for Kenan's own. Right, that's what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is, yeah, but what I'm saying I'm is, not going to say, I don't know I don't know if he actually likes her. I can respect no, what you no, have to no, say no, without no, liking no, you. No, he, he likes for what she's trying to do. She likes what, he likes what he's trying to do and what, and what she brings to the table. The thing of it is, is that that level of respect is not even close to... Uh, the demographic who are against her. They right. literally yeah. despise her. What I'm saying is, is that reasons why he can come to that level of respect, just like I can come to that level of respect, is because they we've done our own personal independent research on her about what are you what are you trying to do? What are you about? And the stuff about white supremacy and alt right and all that kind of shit was not there. It's all about just her making black folks more independent and more critical critical thinkers on certain issues. Like I said, I think now at the same time, I don't think that whole that the whole why can't you just get a job and hustle like I did? I don't think that works for a lot of us. Now I agree with you on that. That's, that's my same criticism. However, I think that I, I'm a, I, this is I'm, I'm, part can just take you just take that out and just listen to what. Well, I'm a, this is the thing. I'm gonna listen to it. I don't want to beat a dead horse. I want to get into our next topic. Sure. Uh, I'm a type of person where I follow the brand, right? I think I look sure, at it like yeah. like stocks. Yeah. I like Apple because I know Apple is going to make me money, and they're a good brand. I don't like Apple at all. Well, just hear me out. <laughs> hear me the out. phones are trash. Hear I don't care. <laughs> Google Go is a good company. I know Google is a good mm -hmm. brand. There's no, for the most part, of course. Like I know they've all these companies have made their monies off of so many injustices like like in the world in regards to like child labor in China and all this. I, I get all that. What I'm saying is Wait, that, wait. So why, but why do you think they're a good brand? What's your reason for them being a good brand? What I'm saying is that- Because they make money? No, 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 no. Okay. Their brand- What I'm saying is that when I see a good brand and they're consistent and they're genuinely like yeah. about one thing, mm -hmm. I fuck with you. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. Apple and Google about the advancement of their technology, 
mm-hmm. period, right? Yeah. And it, of course that brings money, right? Yeah, they're sure. also about their money. But for the most part, they're about being the spear of technology mm-hmm. and advancement, right? Sure. Can and like, they're consistent, like, like Tesla. Yeah, mm-hmm. Apple isn't like, oh, we're uh, we're about the advancement of technology and we're about, um, let's see, food, right? Like sure. they're not like inconsistent. Right, like right. they're they're about one thing for the most part, and that's yeah. it, right? Yeah. Candace, in my opinion, like I said, like she's about like she's like, yes, I'm kind of about the betterment of black people, but I'm also about the betterment of also like, you know. Trump too, right? Like it's just like it's Wait, too. What? No, for real, because she's she's she's, she's, she's uh, yeah, she's yeah, but she's a pro Trump supporter. Yeah, she just she just votes for Trump. Yeah, what I'm saying, no, what I'm do with no, Trump. what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that like she, what I'm saying is that her her message and her brand, in my opinion, is has hasn't been that consistent. Actually, I can say it now it has actually been pretty consistently not for all black people. So that's why based on. What though? Everything I said in this whole this whole past thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, of what but, I it has, said. but it hasn't been consistent with her sh- with with what she actually does. No, 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 no. But okay, but what you have to do and what you say should be consistent. In my opinion, should should be consistent, right? It should be consistent. Okay. So because okay. it's not though, even though even though she can be a, for about those things, like I said, I do think that she she's a smart person and she her heart for the most part is in the right place. For the most part, I don't think because. It's 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 all the way there for all of black people in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna fully ever really rock with her until like I'm I'm I just not. You. you know you. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm just not. Like okay. like I think that I still I still I still I, I still yeah. like I said I've listened I, I listen to a decent amount of her stuff. No, I mean I mean no, you listen to a decent amount of, of, of interviews. I'm just saying I'm not trying to defend Kendall. No 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 no, no no no. I'm gonna I'm gonna take. I'm your, just saying when you have time, go on. Her website, her page. Oh, no, her no, no, no. I, I will just kind of see. If I'm a very open-minded good. person, but like I yeah. said, though, like even with all most that, people aren't. But this is what I'm saying. <laughs> they, this they is what I'm. Seen all this is what I'm saying, though, and I'm gonna bring it all the way back again. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I hate when pe- I hate when people aren't don't come across as fully genuine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't rock with yeah. anything where it doesn't come across as being fully genuine and authentic. Yeah. Right. I don't feel like Candace has been those things. I don't think she's been fully genuine and authentic. Okay, and and fully, fully. I, I'm I'm just saying she doesn't have the capability to be. No, no, no. no you're right. You're right. So this, this is. This but fully, a hundred percent authentic yeah. and a hundred percent genuine. So, so I've been. So, so let me just say this. I don't think so. Let me just say this. After after I've seen her show, and seen those videos. I mean, not her videos, but the videos that we in, in question, like why she's saying this stupid ass shit. After seeing those videos, what I've realized is that. You know, there's context behind why she, why her attitude is that way. No, no, let me, let me just say this. There's a lot of frustration with uh, with her because most folks think that all of the stuff that's happening to black folks and things like that isn't really our fault. It's mostly because of racism and all of the buzzwords we hear all over the place. To a degree, that's true. But what's happening is that most folks... That's all they're talking about. It's the racism. It's the racism. It's the racism. It's the racism. You when you when you talk when you want to talk about what is something that black people in the black community need to fix to help us progress, the first thing they say is it's the racism. And I can tell you right now. Well, I see what you're saying. Most black people. That's what they're gonna say. Yeah, most yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Most black people. Because it's most black people, everyone's gonna echo it's the racism. I can tell you right now, we've been fighting racism for the last hundred years. Nothing is changing. There's racism, sure, 
But I'm going to tell you why I feel like I'm the exceptional rule to most of my black counterparts. It's because I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, there's racism. Who cares? You know there's racism. You don't care either. You know that you have the ability to overcome any obstacle because of how we were raised and stuff like that. Yeah, there's racism. We can try to fix it. But all we're going to be doing is wasting our time. You're saying that we don't allow it to become a hindrance in terms of what we're going to do with our lives. Exactly. And what people are doing is making it a problem that we need to actually fix. And so by doing that, we're focusing too much on the race card and racism instead of talking about what's actually hurting the black community. Single motherhood. Black fathers not being in our homes. Uh, 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 us being uh, the, us being able to just fall in crime without thinking about the consequences. Like, think about the drug dealers for a second. I'm going to give you a little analogy. When you think about entrepreneurship, right, there's reasons why entrepreneurs make as much money as they do. It's because they take a lot of risks and a lot of smart risks into, into investing a lot of their capital, which is why when the, when the reward is so great, you know, it's because of that risk is so great. Now, a lot of drug dealers... I'm not saying all black people are drug dealers, but because we tend to uh, celebrate uh, drug lords in our community, uh, a lot of drug lords see that as like being a boss in some cases. And what a true boss is, is understanding the risks in business. Now, the risk of an entrepreneur is I can lose this much money. I can lose this company. I may lose some workers. The risk for a drug lord, you know. Jail or dead. Now, that's a concept that not people can wrap their head around. Now, they understand that these are the consequences you can go to jail. I mean, we all right, know, we yeah. all know those, those quotes, quotes. Yeah. people say them all the time. But if you actually talk about it as like a business, because people think that this drug, this is my business. The business of your work is either you're going to die or be in prison. Because when you die or go to prison, your business is going to be taken over by somebody else. And they will die and go to prison. And again, and again, the cycle will continue. And I feel like if a person actually understood that concept of like th that kind of risk, it's not about I can lose this much money and I can get it back. It's not that I can lose this company and rebuild it back up. It's the fact that I can lose my life and lose all the time that I have by being in this business. We would have a lot less drug dealers. We would have a lot less gangbangers. And... You can only get to that kind of conclusion if you you, uh, you self-educate yourself and stop being part of the crowd and stop blaming everything on racism. Because if you just blame everything on racism, you're going to just keep on doing things and saying, well, it's racism's fault. It's because it's the man's fault. I'm in this game because my dad went through this, I went through that, and, you know, it's just I can't get a job because this is racism, bro. I hear it in barbershops all the time, man. I hear it in barbershops all the time. When I'm getting my hair cut, I'm just like, these folks are so lost. And I actually feel bad because but, but, I want to talk to them, but they're so deep in their, in their victim mindset that they can't understand the other side of the light that I, that I, that I brought up. Right. I, like I said, I, I agree with that kind of, like, I do agree that self-accountability is important, but at the same time... And then it's education, too, but go ahead. Is, there's a certain approach to it, right? And this is why... Absolutely, yeah. This is why some people, at the end of the day, when they're dead and gone, they're going to be deemed more as leaders, and mm -hmm. some people aren't, right? Right. I feel like there's a power in being able to, how can you say, rally the troops or rally a group of people in terms of wanting them... Mm -hmm. of wanting them to want to follow your initiative. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked, nobody's following, outside of white people, nobody's following Candace like that. 
This is my issue with it. This, no, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. No, no. no let me finish. Let me finish. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Candace has a huge following in terms of like Twitter. Yes, social media. But this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm talking about like actual leadership. Like the biggest blowback to the black community of losing a Malcolm X and losing a Martin Luther King is that they their leadership was so profound that they had the ability to get black people to to do shit as if mm. like basically back then in my opinion. MLK and Malcolm X were kind of like Jay-Z and Beyonce. This is a horrible analogy, but just follow I get what you're me. saying. I get what you're saying. Most, for the most part, black people listen to them, and they're going to do whatever. They said all the good things. Yeah, and that's actually, and that ties into some of the issues that I have with, with some of these black celebrities, right? Some of them have so much influence that they actually can say, in my opinion, they can say things to get a lot of black people to do certain things, but they, but they you're won't. Absolutely right. But they won't. Yeah. Right? But they won't. You're right. For the sake of their brand and their bag, they won't. Yeah. That's a lot of, so but anyway. The scale of how powerful they were, I feel like that's how Malcolm X and Martin Luther King was. And I feel like Candace's issue is that because her her approach is so off-putting, like she tells a lot of black people in terms of how to do something instead of what to do, right? Instead of telling them, like, this is what you can do, right? This is a plan of what you can do. Like, just tell them what to do. In my opinion, she's better at she 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 fixes her platform of telling a lot of black people of how to do something. Look, if you just stop making about racism, you'll be fine, right? Instead of just like that's what I'm saying. Her, well, well, that's what let me let me let me just finish though. On a on a, on a public video, when you're just amassing a point, you're not going to say. But that. let me just finish that's though. Saying, like, let me just finish though. She's not a good leader. What I'm saying, I feel like a leader is a person who is able of uh, who's who who's who's good at working with people, right? She has the platform, she has the money, she has the voice. Mm-hmm. She's not a good leader, in my opinion. She is not a good leader. Okay. I, w- I think when, when it's all said and done, and I don't want anything bad to happen to Candace, right. but when she passes away, I highly, highly doubt that black people are going to look to her to be like, yeah, she was a good black leader. Okay, so She won't. And I'm telling you, she, she, she's not going to be adhered at, that, at this rate. Okay, so, right? so, so let me ask you a question. She won't. So let me ask you a question. What, black leaders, what good black leaders, to your definition, do we have now? Right now? Yeah. Um, Like a Cornell West. Let's be honest. A Cornell West, when he passes away, he's going to be deemed as a black leader when he passes away. Who else? Period. Who else? Uh, that And the one gentleman who just passed away, I forget his name, who uh, who he passed away like uh, three months ago, four months ago. What's his name? Mm. Uh, I'm going to pull him up right now because I, I always forget his name. Okay, so, so we had Cornell West. Cornell West. His name was. Yup. John Lewis. John Lewis. You forgot John Lewis? I always forget his name. You forget John Lewis? I always forget his name. I always forget his name. You forgot John Lewis? You know what's so crazy? <laughs> that his face is like so like. You forget John Lewis? His face, like, like no, like no, no homo. His face is like so adorable. Like, I was like, I always forget your, your name. But anyway. <laughs> How do you forget John Lewis? No, no, but for, for like John Lewis, John Lewis, Cornell West, you know, if I, uh, like, uh, like Farrakhan, right? Or the, uh, the Elijah Muhammad. Yeah, like no, 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 no. When they pass, no, no, no. Listen, when no, they okay, I'm not talking about as far as their legacy. I'm talking about as far as like what's actually no, no. But that's what I'm saying. Like they're but no, they're not as powerful as a Malcolm X or a uh, yeah or yeah. a. Uh, but as far as leaders, what what solutions are they bringing? I'm saying to to help with the community. That's what I'm saying. 
I'm not talking about the legacy. What Colonel West is all about I'm, the yeah. the betterment of black people. So all of his initiatives are all about philanthropy, philanthropy and True. education, True. getting more more uh, re- revamping our education system, right? Right. All those things, right? right. And I could go on for days. They're all about no. the same things. Yeah. What I'm saying is, but this is my point, though. Like leadership, in my opinion. Well, it can be taught, but a lot of people just have a natural instinct to lead. True. Right? You mm-hmm. learn about this in the military, right? Yeah. Like about how some generals and, and like George Washington, like mm-hmm. he had like a natural, like they, a lot of people just have that natural instinct to lead yeah. people, quote unquote, to battle. And you can take that approach, that same approach into a battle to mm-hmm. like people, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what, in my opinion, why Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were so powerful. They took approaches, like especially MLK, he took approaches from, Nelson Mandela mm-hmm. about nonviolence and all these things, and it worked, right? And he got he got um, millions and millions of people to follow him, right? Mm-hmm. Physically, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is that, and, and, and they listened to a, every word he said, and were were willing to do anything they they said at a moment's notice, right? Mm-hmm. Malcolm X was brilliant at that, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna guard these people, like you, like we're gonna have like a, a group of people lined up. Armed in case you guys want to try something. You feel me? Like that's what I'm saying. That that takes. Okay. What I'm saying is that, that that takes leadership. And my issue with Candace, the troops and, and okay. My issue with Candace is that mm-hmm. she speaks as if she's a leader and she's not. She's far from it. Well, I mean, she. she and I'm not saying, like I said, like I said, I'm not saying that you can you can speak when, when you know. You're no, no, no. She can't. But what I'm what I'm saying is that, like, look, I'm gonna listen to her stuff. But I'm only going to take it with a grain of salt because she's not a good leader. Okay, but, but, no, okay, but, okay, what, but why? What's your definition of a of a, of a good leader? a good leader? A good leader is a person who 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 lives and dies on what they say. Hence, right. <laughs> Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Absolutely, you know, Absolutely. ironically, mm-hmm. who lives and dies on what they say. They truly believe it, right? They, right. they live and die with this. They're not. They're not doing it for the sake of the 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 the, yeah, the money is, or the public image. This is what they actually believe, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um. They are respectable. Mm-hmm. So basically a person of good character, mm-hmm. enough for people to be willing to follow, mm-hmm. good enough character for a person to be willing to follow. Mm-hmm. And they are, they are f- their, their purpose is, is for the people, right? Mm-hmm. Good leaders are all about people. People say like the best leaders are ones who serve their own people, right? Mm-hmm. They're all about their own people, right? So that's why I say good character, they're res- a good character. They uh they're all about their own people. All about their own people. Oh, well, yeah, the good character. They believe in what they believe in, and they're for the people. Right. Yeah. They live and die with what they say, and they're for the yeah. people. I feel okay. like Candace does not hit all those three. Okay, so, okay, period. So, okay. So, I would I would add in uh hold the people accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean that's part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good. Okay. One. So, this is why I say it's important to do your own research. But what I've seen on Candace Owens, and I'm not, I'm not trying to defend her on everything, okay? Because I, I still don't agree with everything you say. But from what I've seen is that she's willing to live and die for what she believes in. She, uh... You really, you really believe that? Yeah! I, I, I've, watched, I've watched her stuff. That's why, I, that's why I can say this with full confidence. Because after watching what she says, yeah. Like, I don't know any person who can't come to some some other conclusions than, than she can. The problem, though, is that she's around an echo chamber that are louder that says you're, you're not for black people. But when you actually see what she's about, All right, let's go to the okay, next one. Okay, I'm not so say that. Go to the next one. So she lives. She's willing to deliver that what she says. Okay. She says a lot of fine. I'm I'm just playing yeah. along. Fine. She uh, uh, what was the other one? She um, Good she, ra- she could rally the troops, like you said. She's rallying the troops. She's, I didn't say that. No. No. I said the person's living to die living on what that, they believe in. Right. They have good character. Good character. Good character. Okay. So from what I've seen, she has good character. 
She has good character. She hasn't disrespected anybody. I know she can get loud and aggressive at times, but she hasn't called anybody any kinds of names. If anything, people who called her names, she doesn't attack. But this is this is this is this is this is where but but that's the sign to me that you have good character that you're not willing to go down and stoop to the levels of other people. Uh, I don't name. think I don't think bringing up uh, George Floyd on the weekend. I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. I don't think that's a character. That's, I don't think that's a leadership trait to have. No, I, I mean, I'm, per, personally, you're right. I, I wouldn't have done that myself. But I don't think that's a sign that you have humongously bad character. I just think that's just. Uh, it's not great character. It's not good character. It, it, it's just character. Okay, look, no, it's <laughs> She's not. just a character. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's no. I just look. I, I just wouldn't have done that. That's all I'm saying. Because you're speaking on somebody that's not here anymore. That's all I'm saying. That's why I wouldn't have done it. But I don't think that by doing that, that shows you have horrible character. I think that's just one situation that you fucked up on. That's it. Everybody. Make, but she's done that multiple times. But let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Good character, willing to live and die what she believes in. What was the third one? Uh. Uh, she she uh people. I said that she's all about she's the, for people. the people. Her purpose is for the her people. Her purpose is for the people. For yeah. Yeah. Now from what I've seen, her purpose is for the people. Yeah. Okay. Now I add up one more thing. Holding people accountable. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, all these three things are great. All these three things are great. On a scale of one through ten, where are we ranking Candace or Candace Owens' leadership level? Well, I feel it's premature. No, 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 come I, on. I, I, no, I feel it's premature to say that because you haven't seen her. Story. Right, I know, but as of right now, what are we, what are we ranking it at? Me personally? Yeah. On a on a, a scale of one through ten. For for just, uh, just leadership. Oh, a level of what? What of leadership? Of leadership. Seven and a half. Okay. Now let me break it down. Seven and a half. Let me just wrap this up and just this. There's tears to leadership, and I'm not saying Candace Owens isn't a leader. She is a leader, but my point is that she's not a great leader or a good one, in my opinion. I think that the reason why I loved uh, like Malcolm X, MLK, and others, so right, like John Lewis, Cornell West, is that they are great. At the end of the day, nobody cannot say that they weren't great leaders, period. Of course, there's t- there's levels to this, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Cornell isn't like on a level of like MLK, and John wasn't like on a level of like uh Malcolm X or like a Rosa Parks like cuz they they were like monumental right or like or right. a Nelson Mandela mm-hmm. they were like monumental but what i'm saying is there's levels to leadership right mm-hmm. Candace is not even on the level and she's not even in my opinion she's not she's a leader but she's not good like 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 i, I look like if i was grading her on leader she she wouldn't even get like a b okay so here's you know what i'm saying here, like here, on here, a grading here, scale that's what i'm saying is, she is a leader no, but, though but this 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 is why but she's not a good one you know, but, this, but this is why i i don't compare her to mlk and malcolm x is because back then in those times yeah, you're right we should never compare her to MLK <laughs> and malcolm x no no i'm serious i'm serious no but i mean yeah but reasons why like ever no but like but ever <laughs> Like, no, you're right. No, I was wrong. No, I should not have even compared herself. No, but if I'm, if I, if I, <laughs> ever, like, ever. No, listen though. Ever. No, listen, listen. To ever. be, no, if, if I'm being calculated, if ever. I'm being calculated. No, listen. If I come on, remember say a lot. Ever. <laughs> ever. Come on, I'm losing right, right, the point. Right, if I'm being very, right. <laughs> right. for Okay, so if I'm being very calculated and, and logical. MLK and Malcolm X were of their time. And of that time, everything was more against black folks. You know what I'm saying? Like police yeah. brutality, 
the racism, Jim Crow, all that shit was abhorrent upon all of our communities. So having leaders say what the problem is, which was less about us and more about what's happening. Because those were urgent leaders of their time. They were speaking on urgent things that were happening literally yesterday. Right. Like, I'm speaking on what happened yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. This morning, somebody called me a nigger. We need to do... Like, those are things that were actually more urgent in their, in their timelines. That's why they have more clout because the racism that we all like to talk about was more prominent back then. They could speak on those things. Now it's a different time. Everyone, Everybody wants to talk about what's going on in the black communities. People want to say it's racism, but now it's not just the racism. Now it's more so... More so, no. Listen, listen. This is now. This is more so kind of like something we kind of have to find within ourselves about what why these communities are kind of doing. This. Right. And yeah. what I'm saying is, is that the common thing that we've seen in all black leaders has been being being uh, being a person to to speak on other things that are the problems in our communities. What makes Candace Owens different? I hate that I'm feeling like I'm defending her, but the reasons why. You are. Fine. The reasons why I think what makes her different is the fact that she's actually not afraid to hold black folks accountable. And that's usually, that's kind of what her brand has been sort of uh, thrown well, into. Well, to add on to your point, this is the thing. Because we're in different times now and technology has, has advanced exponentially, right. exponentially mm-hmm. I think that social media and technology have done a good job at trying to only bring up racism when it's conveniently exactly bad like like the George Floyd like when it's like somebody actually getting killed no, no, like, no actually like when the media no, when, when the media racism, and social media actually, I would argue if they when they bring up racism it's conveniently good for them because they understand well, how that, that well, just let me finish like let me finish like yes that too but what I'm saying is they, they, they bring up racism when it's like really bad things happen like that's the only time you'll really like hear about but what I'm saying is that like one of the blowbacks of like like I said losing like a Malcolm X and MLK is that like now, because you have this fresh generation of, of, of other leaders who are trying to carry the torch, mm-hmm. they've gotten their their voices in a lot of ways, in my opinion, have gotten uh, outvoiced by other things that aren't important. Right. Like I agree. Like sports and fucking like 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 when the George Floyd situation was happening, people were like, but when's the NBA coming back? When's the football? You know, what I'm saying like mm-hmm. shit that really is not even as important as Black Lives Matter. And my point is that like. Uh, to your point when you said like we were living in different times I think that's why it was so important that we continued at like a Malcolm X to be alive or MLK because I feel like they would have carried that momentum that they had of of those times and carried them into today and, yeah, no, yeah, and it would have and it would have outpoured into even greater things but the thing is though I feel like if they were still alive today like you know the Boondocks episode of MLK when yeah, he was alive, yeah. he was still alive in today's world. And but no, but my but, point. No, but listen, listen. This, this, this is the good. This is why that episode is so is, is so polarizing because when he was alive in that in today's world in that episode, he wasn't talking about racism. He wasn't talking about the man. He was saying, "Y'all niggas make me but, sick." But also, but also, hands. but also, if, Mal- if Martin Luther King was still alive, who's to say the black community would even be to that point? No, well. I mean, I I, I think it right? would. Well, no, actually, no, 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 no. You're no. right. No, no, you're right. You're right. If Mal- if MLK and Malcolm X were still alive today, I think that a lot of the the mm-hmm. the the uh, the stuff that we take right. in nowadays, like this black men, black women, like the way we treat each other, be, how we hold ourselves, would be a lot different because they would be saying 
we don't do this. And not only that, they would have implemented a lot of things. Like I, I said this last episode, yeah. right before Malcolm right. X passed away, he was he was making an organization that was all black mm-hmm. for the betterment of black. And, and, right. and I'm pretty sure it would have been a matter of time before MLK probably would have done the same thing. Just think sure. of how powerful they would have become had they stayed alive. Because they basically would be, they would be younger than Warren Buffett, no, right? I, no, absolutely. And, and yeah. not only that, think if they had like a Twitter or a YouTube channel. Yes. And yeah. how much money and yeah. influence they would have. Yeah. It would be but, tremendous. But, yeah, but what I'm saying is that you, do you understand that if they were still alive today, that their message would have not been about, I mean, they, they probably would have been still been talking about racism. But I think Malcolm X definitely would have still been talking about same, the same thing. Yeah, but, that comp- yeah, but, but, but in, in today's culture, it would have been more, it would have been less about the racism and more about us. Like now, no, this is no, what we can I, it would no, no, it would have been all that and more. But I also think that to your point, like when you say holding people accountable, Malcolm X was excellent at that. If anything, I feel like to to, to black folks, yes, okay. If you read if you read Malcolm X's book, he actually came at he came at MLK. People don't like a lot of people forget that Malcolm X came at MLK for being too soft. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's basically, right. okay. yeah, and a lot of other black leaders, right? A lot of other black writers and, and different things like that, because he was basically saying like, "You're getting paid." Like, he, you, you should just read it, right? He came out a lot. Of, he held a lot of people accountable. So, mm-hmm. To keep it frank, he held a yeah, lot. But let me, but let me, I'm not talking about that kind of accountability. But let me finish though. Let me finish. But let me finish okay. though. What I'm saying is that I feel like if Malcolm X would have stayed alive, none of these black celebrities, none of them would. Uh, how can I say this? None of them would have lasted long in terms of their public image if Malcolm X would have stayed alive. I feel like Malcolm X would have came at everybody, every black celebrity. He would have been on their ass. And like people like to bring up Pac and how Pac was holding like a lot of different rappers accountable. Uh uh-uh. uh, Pac would have got some of that too. I think I truly think that if Malcolm X were alive, he would have held all these rappers and black entertainers but, accountable. But, okay, but what kind? Of, all of them. But 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 in one context of of accountability, you're talking about because to my point, right? Look at Jay Z and Beyonce, right? Look right. how how influential they are. Uh-huh. How many times do they? Uh, yes, they're for black accents, but how many times do they bring up race publicly? All the time. No, they don't. Like actually, no, 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 no. Actually, have you not seen the last Beyonce specials? It's Pat, all Pat. Pat let me finish. Pat, let me finish. Pat, let me finish. Let me finish. She shows her art. With 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 reflecting those things, yes. Yeah. But while I'm talking about this, with if Malcolm X were still alive, mm. Malcolm X would, in my opinion, me just knowing his personality right before he passed away, mm-hmm. he would have came at them for not speaking on things in a very articulate, like in a very like articulate manner about what's really going on, because because of their power and influence, they don't speak on those things to the degree that they should, in my opinion. They don't. Anybody, any real nigga would tell you that. Okay. And they shouldn't, right? Because they're all about their bag. I get it. Get your bag. Get, be yeah. about, but they don't yeah. speak about it to the degree. Because I get it, that's not their job, right? They're, they're entertainers. But what I'm saying is that Malcolm X, though, you're, I'm just answering your question. Right. Malcolm X would have held them accountable. Been like, he would be like, uh uh uh. No, 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 no. Come here. Look, Je- look, Hove. <laughs> look, Pac. Look, Nas. And, 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 and bring up the fact that what? He he would say, in my opinion, in a nutshell, he would be like this influence that you have of 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 enter- entertainment and bringing up these things. You could be doing this. You could be bringing up that. And I'm not saying that Jay Z and Beyonce have not donated to causes that are about those things. What I'm saying is that Malcolm X would have been more so about 444 would have came earlier. 
Exactly. Malcolm, okay. Malcolm X would have been more about like what right. are you what have you you been voicing? Okay. So because 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 that's that was his thing was about like like what have you been saying to the media in, right. in the public power? Like Malcolm right. X was about like what are you speaking about? Yeah. No. Okay. You know? so, okay. So I agree with you that. He would have been more. He more. He would have held Jay Z and, and all those to guys, what they were saying, to what they were saying and doing, and yes. doing and mm-hmm. portraying themselves yes. to be more. I truly believe that more for the people and less about. And that's why I'm saying to your point, like, like okay, to your sure. point of like the the MLK episode on the Boondocks. I feel like had they both stayed alive, we wouldn't have even had a Boondocks episode like that, right? I feel yeah. like I feel like black people would have been in a better position to not even be. As right. disorganized as, exactly. as as we have yes. been since they passed, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. That's so, my point. Yeah. So if they were still alive today, just to, to clarify or to verify, if, if if they were still alive today, four forty four would have came earlier. We would have had that that uh, the knowledge of hearing somebody saying, "Look, we don't need to portray ourselves like this. We don't need to act like this. We need to be better than this because this helps us progress." Not just that. I think Malcolm. I think they just would have been like, you can still do the, all those things, like be entertainers and stuff like that. But we're gonna hold. I think they they just would have held You're them gonna accountable. Be yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And 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 you would have been in a probably way better position, entertainment wise, with how with how we're viewed how and we're all viewed that. Yes. That. Exactly. And how we organize. Okay. Absolutely. I, I think that. Okay. Yeah. So here's my point. Because they're dead, rest in peace. Because they're dead, and we didn't have that influence for a long time. Like. In the six, since the 60s, we haven't had any kind of polarizing figure tell us those things that we need to hear. Like right. four, 444 came two years ago, right. four, three years ago. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't come back then in the 90s where hip-hop was in its prime, right? It came, it came later in the game when Jay-Z is 50 and kind of on his way out, yeah. right? Because we didn't have that. Instead, what we've had was a lot of, in my opinion, the wrong kind of leaders bringing up nine issues like racism and things that have been done to us that happened a long time ago but not really affecting our immediate uh our immediate lives because we've had those things now those are the loudest discussions in the room and any 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 type of level any sense of level of self accountability which is we need to stop doing this it's the same things that you said MOK and Malcolm X will be saying those things are not popular anymore Oh, right now, now what's more popular? Oh, yeah, because they, yeah, like, like to your point, like yeah. they, they passed away, and that's yeah, why I yeah. brought and up. Now like, they, now it's kind of yeah. all about racism and understanding what the system is doing to us and all right. that kind of stuff, like non-issues. But you said that if Malcolm was still alive, they would have had that. I agree with you. The problem though, right now, is that everyone is everybody, everything is all about bringing down uh, the race, uh, the hierarchy of racism and, and the patriarchy and white supremacy and all that kind of stuff. And yet we have somebody who's not Malcolm X at all. Not even close, but is doing what I think Malcolm X would be doing, like you just said, which is telling us what we need to be doing. We need to stop doing this and do that. And because we're under this umbrella of of non-accountability, blaming it on the white man and blaming it on hierarchy and men and all this kind of shit, hearing somebody say we need to fix what we have to uh, what we have going on is unpopular and is looked at as a betrayal to our people and. Because of that, it's frustrating to her, uh, to, to Candace to kind of say all these common sense things and get flack for being against black folks, where this is something that me and you agree Malcolm X would be saying, that MLK would be saying. That's, that's all I'm saying. I feel like the flack that she's getting is coming only because we're kind of clouded under that umbrella of the wrong kind of issues. Because racism is here. It's alive and well. But it's not an immediate danger to... 
to what uh, it would have been with Malcolm X and MLK. Like MLK and Malcolm X, well, Malcolm X didn't, get, didn't die from racism, but MLK did. Right, like racism was a life in the situation. In my opinion, in, in my opinion, I always say this. Right, racism back in the day was more tactical. No, it's more tactical now. Let me finish. Okay, go ahead. Racism back in the day was more tactical. What I mean by that, it was more physically in your face, nigger, nigger, nigger. Right, right, right. Shoot you, kill you. Right. Nowadays, it's way more strategic. Yes, you know why that's you know why that is though. It's not because no, I'm serious. It's it's like that because people know that people know about the racism. People know that that ain't gonna fly. You can't just be racism and, and think you can get away with it. So people try to be strategic. Yeah, and Pat, the only I know are, why the it's only strategic. People, yeah, the only people who are trying to be strategic about it is the KKK. And that's the, not it, true. It is. No, it's oh, okay, not. fine. There that's are some people true. in power and all that. No, no, like no, no. Yes, they. Yeah. I know, Pat. Like I said, Pat. Okay, so so how who who's doing these strategical tactics of racism? Pat, like, like I said, if you worked, like I said, I think that you should probably work more in a. Fee- I'm serious. Like, no, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist and it doesn't happen. I'm just saying, what person who has mass influence that can shift the culture of our world has that kind? Who is doing that right now? Pat, the rich white people in power. Name them. Who? Pat. That's Pat. But that's Pat. No, I don't, I don't know a lot of I don't know I don't know a lot of rich one percent white people, but I do know their faces. This, okay, okay, okay. This is my okay, okay, but this is my no, 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 this is my point. Okay, okay, so so if those are the people, why? Okay, what can we do to? Uh, or actually, I just told you this a couple episodes ago, right? You know my job now, right? No, I know your job. No, no, but let me finish. But, but let me finish. Let me finish. You missed my point. Even though those are these are those are the people that can shift the culture of our world. Why is that seen as an immediate danger to our society? Because society, because Pat, the lack of because the lack of representation of of having access to being in positions like that, it's it's slowing down the progress in a lot of ways. Okay, so what do we do about it? We do better ways of getting into those positions, Pat. I know, but, but yeah, but if they're if they're the rich white folks, they're going to always find a way to keep us. On right, I level. agree with you. I mean, that's why I brought up the last episode. I brought up the example of like like Malcolm X, like when he was building that organization yeah. before he passed away. Right. If right. more black people, like like say, if like our mom and our and all of our aunts and uncles live together in this apartment, yeah. And I brought up that example. That's yeah. why I brought that up. Yeah. So like, okay. yes, you have to go do it. You have to take another route to get to the success. Like I brought that up. Right. But what I'm saying is though is that the reason why it's strategic with racism because it's it's still here sure right it's alive and well yeah and and like i said like it's and that, yes, I agree. Like black people have to take another route, but like I don't know why you brought that up. I don't know where you. No, I, I brought that up for a reason. I brought that up because the because we talked about Candace Owens and the fact that she gets, and I and I agree with on some experts that yes, some things do look a little disingenuous. My point in bringing that up, bringing that up though, was the fact that the fact that she getting people think that it's warranted and it's what she deserves because she's saying things that are against black people. And what I'm saying is that if you actually look into what she's actually about on your own terms, in your own research, you see that all she's saying is what Malcolm X and MLK would be saying today, which is- In some stop. aspects. Yeah. Yes. In, in that's aspects. that's the issue I have with her as well. She'll take like little- uh, uh, <laughs> She'll take, she'll they, take they, little- they, she, they would, they take, not, Yes, they would not make a George Floyd video. Yeah, no, no. Right. So she she, said, she takes little truths from a lot of these black leaders and then puts them in her own uh, rhetoric and yeah. she spills it out, which right. is great, right. I guess, for her platform. Mm-hmm. But 
Yes. Had yes. a Malcolm X or MLK would be alive right now, they'd be they'd be like Candace. No. They, 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 they. I think Malcolm X would listen to a lot what Candace Owens has to say, but he'd be, he'd, but he'd be, he'd be gunning the shit out of her in terms of like what she's yeah, done. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like she, he would be tearing her to pieces. He would be holding her just as a caliber. Yeah. So he would be. Yes. Yeah. I think. I agree with you. I think Malcolm yeah. X would have would have outperformed her in an argument with, exactly. with all the shit that she yeah, was no, saying. Yeah. No. I agree with you, but at the same token, though. To say that she's not for black people, I just think is a disingenuous. I don't think point. she's for all. I'm not saying you are. I'm just yeah. saying that. I don't think she. I think, I think Malcolm X actually would have hit hit gotten on her specifically. <laughs> he specifically would have gotten on her. Yeah, he specifically would have gotten on her about that. I think he specifically would have gotten on, on, on her the about George that Floyd situation. Not just no about her how she claims to be this person for all black people, but yet but yet she's done well, all these well, other if things. If I'm being honest with you, I think that. They would see more ingredients with each other. No, I, I don't. I think that I think Mal- no, no, no. I personally said you just said that all the things that he would be saying. No, he would listen to her, but he would not be in that much of agreement with her because of a lot of the like like people forget like how fucking cold Malcolm X was. Like no, I know. I, mean, I he was. We all know who Malcolm. We saw all the uh, interviews. I mean, y'all think that this Candace Owens no, but, is somebody. No, but, to, no, you no, know. but put your but put your lens on in today's world, not right. when he was when he was talking yeah. about in the sixties. Right, in twenty twenty, right in twenty twenty, in twenty twenty, where I think I think I think he would have calmly. He would have calmly enlightened her in a lot of ways about her oh about what she's about. Okay, so the data it's about what she's about. Okay, so the data that she brings up, yeah, that people only yeah. shut their mouths about because yes. they can't explain it. Yeah, because and this is another thing I have with issue with Candace. Like, mm-hmm. if in my opinion, you don't necessarily have to be from like uh, the gutter to speak on certain things. But I think true there is something to say when you actually are from the gutter and you're speaking on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You you and you come from a real and more honest place, and it's it's real, right? Mm-hmm. Malcolm X was was an orphan. Right at one point, he was an orphan. He was put into the foster care system and all those different things. Yeah. He's from the gutter, right? He lived in different hoods. You know, like people know his story of living in Detroit and having a different job. Blah blah blah. I think if he were living today, mm-hmm. and everybody knows that Kenneth Owens didn't grow up like that. If Malcolm Owens, I mean, was, she didn't grow up rich. She didn't grow up in no gutter like that. From what she I did it. No, no, fuck out of here. Shut the fuck up. Very poor. Shut the fuck up. If Malcolm, if Malcolm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But go, go ahead. I know I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, if Malcolm X were alive right now and he were mm. conversing with Candace, I think mm. a lot of the things that he was passionate about, like with like how he grew up mm. and knowing that he comes from a real place, he would have challenged Candace on a lot of those different issues about what she may have been, what she may be lacking in terms of her focus, and would have helped her shift her. I just think Malcolm X, if anything, would have mm. helped. Save Candace in terms of a lot of her views. I truly think that. I think he would have been like, actually, let me take you under my wing and show you what you can be doing okay. with with this powerful voice you okay, have. So, so this is. Okay. I truly think no, that because no, like, she only yeah. takes certain truths from these black leaders and then adds them to her own. Okay, okay, but so, she doesn't agree with everything that they had to say. Okay, and did. yeah. So I, I think, I think. But we should probably stop talking about this. We've been talking about this for a while. No, no yeah. This, this is my last thing. I think had they had a conversation, if he was alive and they had a conversation, she would have been softer, just a little soft in her verbiage. Because I think the aggressiveness is what brings that wall up. And it, it gives off that lack of empathy. I do. Because, like you said, she says a lot of things that make sense. Right? And that don't make sense. Like, I'm like, how did you come? What, what, I, no, like, when she, what I'm saying is that, like, as a black person, how could you say that coming out of your mouth sometimes? About what? What did she say? Pat, like, the George Floyd video. No, I, I think, that, I think that, that, that video no. in itself is inappropriate because the dude is not here anymore. I would have no, left no, that no, alone. No, 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 no. 
what I'm saying is that, like, I don't understand, like, I literally don't understand, like, how did you think that that was logical and it made sense as a black woman knowing of th- that, the powerful, the, 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 the image of... Oh, I see what you said. How could you... Yeah. How did you wrap around in your brain that you thought that that that, that yeah, made sense for you to say? Yeah, that, that's just kind of her in her, in her bubble. No, no, no. But that's my point, yeah, though. That's that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That she is, says a lot of things yeah. and does things that it, it's like it's super irrational. Like why? No, no. Like it's like it's like I, I, no, I see, And it's another is, thing. I think the power the power has slightly gotten to her head. And I, I, I can agree with you on that. It's slightly gotten yeah, to her head. That's what I'm saying. And that's, it, no, that's it, a normal thing of fame. Like, like, it gets to your head. To piss yeah. black people off and stuff like that. Yeah, I think yeah that, it's slightly I mean, gotten to her head. I think some head. of those videos come from just being in yeah. a bubble and kind of being around this echo yeah. of what she, of her yeah. support. I understand. No, I, that's my yeah. criticism. Like, had she been like the 100% authentic, she would have been like, no, I ain't going to do that. No. I, I have my own issues, but no, I ain't going to do that. Yeah, I understand. For sure. All right. So I, I want to end it there. Um, but moving on. Uh, I think that's a good place to end, though. We'll, we'll we yeah. have some other topics that I want to get to next. Next, uh, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, next next week we'll talk more about like uh, cause I want to get into like because we were talking about uh, the the importance of like our people knowing like where they who they are and where they come from. So me and Pat, we actually did like twenty three and me and ancestry together a couple years back. Yeah. I kind of want to kind of like talk about that experience and like how it went, what we think about it, where it's going, like whether we thought it was important or not important, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So we'll talk about like like what what it's like and, and all that other shit. So cool. All right. But everybody have a good weekend. I hope you all stay safe and we'll see you next week. Awesome.